alive from like so many ghouls. Like under the couch, behind the television, somewhere in the shed. Just fucking everywhere. Everywhere. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast, guys. Oh, look, there's another one. Look at the, another one. God damn it. Who, who ordered this shit? Canadian soccer fandom. Oh, God. Did we? Did we? I think so. Okay. All right. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that loves it when our guests bring treats. On this week's show, we look back at Triumph for both TFC and Canada. Ooh, talk some CanPL, preview a ton of matches and more. And now this week's panel. Not banging the drum in the march to the match, it's Mark Hinckley. Oh, bring that up, why don't you? I was so confused. Uh, you were confused. I wish I could have been there for it. Oh, you weren't there? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Oh, I just, I don't. No, I'm not oh, going to gonna say that. whose wife didn't get up on time, but somebody's <laughs> wife didn't get we didn't she doesn't leave. listen to this it's no okay. she does not and if she did she wouldn't what are we like 45 seconds and she wouldn't get in this far <laughs> i listen to you enough at home why would i want to listen to you on this i go but james is on it too when you're on she definitely better not be listening when to you're this. on no she's she's, no. she's she's really not i'm totally playing this for her though <laughs> <laughs> um still on vacation likely story duncan won't be with us again this week <sighs> lazy um, too busy arguing online about how Canada matches are broadcast. Tony can't be with us. But our Never special guest panelist from Ooh. MLSsoccer.com backslash TFC tilde soccer underscore campiel.ca. Welcome to Gentleman Jimmy Grossi. Thanks for having me here. That uh, that URL just keeps getting more and more convoluted as the years go by. I mean, well, you know, you keep throwing your hats into all these different rings. What, what are we supposed to do? We have to... How many hats do you he have? Has a lot of hats. Usually just the one, and, uh, just the one at a time. You know, that's how I like. This is a new it. hat, though. Do you, do you, this is my Irish walking hat. It's oh. my sort of it's just fall seasonal selection. Oh, it's 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 his nod to tweeds. The Grassy Collection, featuring the fall Irish walking hat, <laughs> brought to you by the Vocal Minority Podcast. One day, and and as soon as that day comes, I hope you guys will uh, allow me to. Uh, Advertise my wares on this program, so to speak. If you uh, can, I'll send you, I'll send you our rate sheet. Where's you, the uh, video can, podcast? If you can make a hat, mark size. I'll give you an entire show. All right, all right. That's how. That's how, oh, did you want? Did you want the video podcast? Because we, <laughs> we can do, do that. We can. It won't take very long. Longish. Longish. I don't want to do the editing. <laughs> that was a mis- uh, wasn't a mistake, but. God damn it. It was like three days after the actual show. We'll circle <sighs> back to somebody that. Somebody had the nerve to go, what, not 4K? If I could reach through, like, Twitter, I would have choked someone. Who's got that kind of time to do render 4K? Also, anybody want to see these mugs in 4K? I barely want to see mine on a fucking VGA monitor. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, we have to work on your self-esteem issues, but no, that's another that's show. Rant over. Um, anyway, as for me, I am saying good luck to Quillen Roberts tonight against the Reggae Boys. And now to this week's show.
All right, first up on this week's show, it is, of course, the WKRPFC post-match. And that went pretty much as planned. It was interesting, though. You had a, a Cincinnati team with a starting 11 that most people looked at and went, who? Yeah, there's Nick Hagland. And then yeah, who? Which should have been, you know, a couple weeks ago at the Nick Hagland testimonial. Testimonial match, exactly. Which we knew but, that's what it was. Like, it was a it was an intriguing gamble by the, the FCC coach to field not most of his starters. <laughs> Some of them didn't even make the bench. That's really where the bold move caught me. It, re- it really, it really was, yeah. Play. Let's let's see how that works out for him. Um, we had five different goal scorers for TFC, which hasn't happened in ever. God, if there was only somebody walking along the street who would know, look out for this, that sidewalk, the, Martin. The, if, oh, you you only have to be worried if you say his name because oh. I feel that's when he loses focus and he runs into gotcha. something. Gotcha, gotcha. Fire hydrants are not your friend. No. Unless you're in a fire. Um, which so, is- yeah, so Martin, uh, let us know if you wouldn't mind. Or maybe you already did. Maybe uh, did. We, we, we could look on Twitter, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, That's good. Much needed points mm. for, for Toronto FC. And uh, and then, oh, of course, the capper was the, the nifty nephew red card. <laughs> because, of course, it was. <laughs> so, other than the red card. I was going to go with the capper was was a, a VAR decision at the end. Because as Greg Vanny joked post-match, it just wouldn't be a TFC game without a video review decision going against them. Well, but they didn't have to come back onto the pitch after they'd left, though. That is true. That was a very special <laughs> that moment. That was a special that was. night. That was, that was, I'm glad I was there in, in, in person to witness that. Plus the fire alarm going off. You know, that, that, that game really did. That one had it all. It really did. It was a very special night. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't. I, I love the fact that, that he, he got subbed on and all I could think of is, I know we're up, but okay. And then I, I, I was I was fine with it. I understood was this, it. Was defensive this, sub. You was know, his first touch not the against five goal lead? Why not? Was his first touch not hauling a player down? Pretty much. <laughs> Yellow card. <laughs> it's like the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. If you if you love shit gifts. Uh, I'm tempted to defend him a little bit, but I'm not sure if this is necessarily the form within which. Oh no no oh, no no! Do this it. This is the form, and I just want you to say this is a under, safe space. You can under say most anything circumstances, here. I would be cutting the shit out of your mic, but you're James Grossi, gentleman, gentleman, and legend, and hat distributor. It's true. Well, I you, sir, may have all of have the floor. have have the floor, and then I, we'll we'll talk some more. I appreciate the kind words, and uh, le- just to limit it to this particular match um you know Zavaleta came on as as a replacement right back if I'm not mistaken he came on for Aro yes and ended up playing so so part of the thinking behind that was you know TFC is a little short on fullbacks at the moment Richie Larea is away uh Ashton Morgan isn't quite in the form that you want to see Aro Ashton Morgan was already playing yeah, but in terms of in the starting lineup, and Aro, oh, okay, Aro had gone an hour, and Greg didn't want to overdo it because he knows that he needs him on Wednesday for NYCFC. And so Zavaleta comes on sort of as a stopgap. You put him in a position where he's not really going to succeed. He's he struggled as a wide center back defending in wide areas, and so you put him out there as a fullback, and you're sort of asking him to do something that hasn't been a particular strong suit to his game. And I I... Fully agree. The second one was a little bit rash. You know, you're up oh, actually, 5-0. He did come on as a... It was right back. It wasn't for Auro because Ash came on for Auro. It was on yeah. for DeLeon, who was playing in an unusual position at right back 
Although not bad. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it, it was a function of they're a little shorthanded at the fullback position right now. They're moving some pieces around. They have another game four days later, and you take your center back, who's your fourth or fifth string center back, and you throw him out there for half an hour just because you want to save the legs of your guy who's a starter. And, you know, you sort of put a guy in a position where, where he hasn't played a lot of minutes this year, and he hasn't really played a whole lot of that position in his career, and then the game sort of opens up because you're you're 5 nothing up, and he... He gets a silly yellow card. Fair enough. It it sort of happens, especially when you put a guy out there. And the second one was a bit of a, you know, when you're up 5-0, you don't really need to worry about them maybe getting that one goal. But, but you know, maybe this is a guy that's been struggling with his confidence a little bit and he didn't want to be the guy that that made the mistake that let the team sort of ruin that clean sheet. This is a team that's been looking for, to get those. You know, we saw Quentin Westberg the week before dropping those two points by letting that New England shot in and, I just don't know that he wanted to be the guy that sort of let his man get in behind him. And so pulling the guy down, it's a, it's a bad decision. But again, that wasn't necessarily what hurt them. It was the penalty kick that came afterwards. So you sort of put a guy in a position where he's not really going to succeed. It's like if you put Josie Altidore at center back, what's that going to look like? You know, Marcus that was a bit of a silly point, but. Uh, I have a I have a question. Ah, all right. So in light of this evidence and argument put forth. <laughs> Can I ignore it because I really am tired of him for at least not this game, but every game beforehand for the last year and a half? Oh, you can, you can, everyone's entitled to sort of feel the way that they feel about things. I just sort of. Like, you make a good point for this game. Yes, yes. And it's solid, and I hate it because you're probably right. Yeah. It's all the other shit. Now, maybe you had tremendous arguments for those games, but I don't know. And I see you brought your notebook. Please don't flip back. <laughs> so I'm just like fair, totally fair point. Mm. I I can't I can't as much as I want. I will I, I will I will I will I will give it fair-ish because it's always stupid to do what he did. And that's the second time around. The, mm. the first one, fine, professional foul. He's over eager. He really wants to get to sit at the adults' table for Thanksgiving this year. Um, you know, it's, big, it's, it's a big, family, bro. It's family. Yeah. Um, but. Again, Zavaleta has his place. He's, you know, he is a sub. He's not a starter, um, and he is best a sub he's next a to. Right he's he's definitely not he's a right back. Um, he's best a sub next to somebody very strong, mm. um, and and yes, in in a more familiar position. So yes, being asked to play at a position in a in a blowout game, and and that's why. And I think again, the first card. I get it. The second one, that's that's it you is just, a poor decision. You just, but I mean, those happen sometimes. It, of course, so. it does. But you have to, especially a guy who's trying to get back into the lineup and maybe get a little more playing time. You got to really be thinking: Am I carrying yellow? Um, and it's, again, it's always a stupid thing to do in the box because that could have been a red. It yep. didn't even have to be a second yellow. Do yep. you know what yep. I mean? So, uh, I just I just put that to you know we see people make terrible decisions on the pitch all the time, and all that's the just time. sort of. That's the sort of thing that comes with you're a little bit on edge. You haven't been playing a whole lot, and and you see a guy get behind you, and you're not thinking of the fact that it's five nil, and you're already on a yellow. You're just thinking, I don't want to be the guy who let this guy get behind me and score. And so, I I, I know everyone out there sort of has their uh, opinions of Zavaleta. Yes, there are a lot of opinions of Zavaleta, and I just I I don't necessarily think that. Uh, that everything is always on the level. I think there's an element of the Larry Murphy syndrome here where where people in Toronto, for some reason, just seem to have to pick a guy. I know, we've probably spent way too long on this already, but I haven't been hit by a carrot as of yet. No, oh, no. please, keep going. 
I don't know this. I don't know this. And you, I, you don't know what I'm. I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to defend Larry Murphy, okay, I'm about who to, was an all star. And, and all that I'm saying is that Toronto has this way of sort of of sort of finding somebody that they latch onto as being the the proverbial scapegoat that they need to chase out of town. You know, a guy like a Jake Gardner or something like that. But I, oh, you're looking or, at changing the players, or like I, like like Larry, or Larry, I, to somebody who isn't as good as they should be, as if they're the next coming of. Of, of it's Christ. almost like fans are a little bit irrational and they let sort of their in this their, city no they let sort of their you're their, silly no I think all fans yes. all fans are like that but to, but in Toronto it seems to be something about defenders in particular that, that just seems to get everyone's goat the other the other thing that I'd say is, and this we probably spent way too long talking about Zavala to right. be honest but uh hi Aaron it's always uh, <laughs> it's always really easy to Aaron's throwing things at the podcast yeah. right now. It's always really easy to point a finger at a guy and say that, oh, this goal was that guy's fault. You know, Q lets in that goal against New England, that's his fault. Somebody else gives a giveaway and that's... But no goal is ever a result of, of one little mistake. Every once in a while, yes, there is something bad, but, like, for the most part, it's a team game. And if, if somebody has has made the mistake that gave the other team the breakthrough, there were probably two or three actions before that that could have been done differently. To, to be to be fair, if I remember correctly, that led to the free kick, yes, which led to which led to the which led to uh, Endo the, jumping up and sticking his arm out. I yeah. mean, the, the, yeah. he, I mean, if it, he, I think we can sort of. You can say that you can say that it led directly to the free kick, but if Endo doesn't chicken wing his arm out like that, then then there's no well, penalty kick. Well, maybe if then, he jumped high enough so that it hit him in the ass, that would like him better. Maybe if he was. That's where I was waiting for. I was waiting to get to that point where we bring up his name. I can tell that shit joke and then play the sound effect. Sorry, James. Go on. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> um, I've been keeping off the internet for a while. Um, no, that's that's a, a that's a decent enough point in that right, in maybe, that uh, you know Zavaleta gives up the free kick. Whoever it was that that let the ball get played that led to him chasing the player. So it's always a yeah. series of oh, things, and, and we tend to focus on either the guy who put the ball in the back of the net as being the one who's creating the goals, or we focus on the last defender who was closest as the guy who caused the goal. And it's just that. So for the want of a nail, the war was lost. Sure, yeah, we'll go with that. It's a cromulent. Trust me. All right, let's 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 move on from this. Yeah, that um, went way longer than I. So let's talk a little bit uh, before we move away from this game. Uh, goal scorers, of which I said there were five, and um, so those of you that thank you so much since I, I I was I was still at work or on my way home from work when this happened. Um, thank you for everybody that, that that notified me that Patrick Mullins had scored again because um, I realize he's now just doing this to troll me, which is fine. This is a solid motivational technique. Um, is to get Patrick Mullen scoring is to is to run him down a little bit. Um, apparently, it is working really well because um, he just keeps scoring goals. And again, thank you all for letting me know. It was that was really nice of you to make sure that I knew that. Um, yes, Marcus. For those of you who didn't pay for the video podcast, I am now emulating one of my favorite players' celebrations. That's true, you are. But that, that's like like that goal comes in a few minutes. Um, oh, you're doing the order? Oh. You mean I gotta hold this Nico Benize thing for another ten minutes, Kristen? Pretty much. Uh, Nick DeLeon, uh, who has been again one of our favorite players this season, or at least certainly one of mine. He's been great. Um, really great to see him get another goal. Um, less great to see him potentially injured. No, uh, but man. he's fine. Well, <coughs> we're at that point of the season where everyone's carrying a little something. Everybody's and injured. It, the question is: it, Are you risking it by going, or are you not? And so I think. 
I think Vanny's been starting him because he's been such an important player, but he's been getting him off I know. when he can because he wants to give him that. Yeah, and but they are they are definitely they are better with him in the lineup. Uh, and I, think, like, I think you could easily make the case that De Leon is is like the pickup of the season. Oh, season. huge! I made that season, I like, made that case. Maybe last maybe week him and, maybe and Richie Larea between the two of them. I mean, that was some fantastic offseason business by this guy. Mm-hmm. Well. Del- it's a slightly different situation. Mm. Um, Larea's elevated. De Leon's the pickup. Mm. But still, regardless, to bring a, a young player into the first team. Um, Marky Delgado. Another goal. Hey, did, What's that, two how, and three? That's two and three. How did he not oh pass? I don't know. So I know. Shocked. I know. I just, I'm so used to him being in front of goal and looking anywhere except the goal to put that ball. And somehow he did it again. And I was trying. I rewound that two or three times to make sure it's like, did he miss hit that? It just happened to go past the keeper. I think that one was deliberate. I think this is one of those situations where like confidence and, and hitting the back of the net is just it's a hell of a drug for these guys. You know? Well, it's nice to see. It's 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 nice to see Marky of three years ago. Should have been prescribed earlier. Um, <laughs> Michael <laughs> Bradley. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't get to do that. <laughs> I don't even play one on TV. Uh, Michael Bradley with a really nice goal. Um, and again, really nice pass as well. Um, that was a beautifully... Softly cushioned. Yes, beautifully yes. set up goal. Um, but woof, every now and again, again, I, I don't like it when Bradley shoots usually because it rarely goes well. It's not his forte and that's all right. He doesn't Somebody have to be... upper deck behind goal gets hurt. Uh, exactly. He doesn't have to be a goal scorer, but that... That was a rocket, and it was beautiful. That was a gorgeous goal, and uh, well done by the captain. And then, Mr. Benize. I don't know why I'm actually doing the pose. It's not like anyone can see except you two. And you you guys aren't nearly amused by me doing this as I am by me doing this. It was, you know, it was like last week when we kept talking to Duncan, who wasn't actually here. So, you know. I know, he grunted a lot, though. Yeah, he did. Um, Mm. So, Benize continuing to to look very nice and to get in to get involved um in in the attack um as i said you know out of the two i really like gallardo but benizé's been not, not it's not just because of the goals i think he's been more involved in the team um he's looked a little more comfortable uh gallardo's still working through some stuff um but he's been fun to watch on the wings and i think if he's around next season i have no idea what's happening with either of these players for next year um Oh, I actually disagree with you a little bit. I find Gallardo to be the more fascinating of the two, but maybe that's just I like a... I like Gallardo better. Yeah. Um, but Benize right now is showing better. Is I, what I I'm think you saying. can put this into the camp of one of them is a 27 year old who's been a professional in Liga. Yeah. Oh for yeah. A handful of years and Gallardo Oh yeah. Gallardo is a, a kid. Is a 20 year old who's yeah. fresh out of Venezuela and I wasn't ragging on Gallardo. Oh no no I know I'm just I'm, I'm just the only one actually usually at this table him. who supports him. Mom and dad him. stop fighting. Mom and dad stop fighting. Mom and dad stop fighting. <laughs> we're we're agreeing. We're agreeing yeah. honestly, which never happens. Is actually, so it is weird. We never agree on things. Um. Anyway, I well, you should have disagreed to that last. Day. I disagree. <laughs> Mom, dad, stop fighting. Mom, dad, stop so, but I wasn't surprised to see Gallardo get subbed off. Also, again, still managing his minutes. Um, they've got two games this week. There's a lot going on. Um, Endo's been, you know, surprisingly solid this season. Nice to see him get some, you know, consistent first team minutes. So, um, yeah, it was again. It was a. It was a. 
you know, my only my only disappointment was that like Ashton Morgan didn't get a goal or something like that. You know, Justin you're Moore saving was, it for NYCFC, I believe. Oh, there you go. That's how that all works out. Nice. Um, and then uh, so, yeah, Nick Dillon Hurt was the only thing I had down here. And you said probably just a knock. We haven't gotten like, cause any he's been, cause he's been, late, but it's been something that's he's been, been on and on thing. for the yeah, last yeah. couple of weeks or a few weeks. But and like, I, I think you could you could chalk that Josie would have played if they absolutely needed him to play. But. Oh, I was, I was, I was very content to see Vanny keep him off the pitch if he can give him a touch more extra time, because he's got to play on Wednesday. Yeah, well, and this, that's a, one of the fascinating things about this team right now is that, you know, we're getting into the part of the year where where normally you have a really good idea of what it is that your team is going to look like. You know who your starting eleven is. You know who your first couple subs are, and. I don't know if we can necessarily say that about this team. We don't know what their best 11 no is or idea. what their best formation is or who plays best with what. It's sort of a... I've got a solidish idea who their best 20 are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's... That's about as much as it, yeah. I, just just lineup consistency. I re- like every, I'm not saying he's just tinkering for tinkering's sake. I mean, injuries have been a problem all season. But I haven't seen any lineup that's had me go... This is this is what it should look like, because there's always one piece that goes missing, and then they do something to counter it, and it looks just drastically. It looks different enough that it doesn't, like it doesn't look like the team before. It's not a like for like. It's just okay. So they're now doing this thing because they're using this guy's skill set. Yeah, it's yeah, can safely name probably their starting twenty. Uh, that's one of the one of the fascinating things to sort of watch this whole season is that, you know, if we go way, way, way back to January and February when when the team was sort of coming out of that terrible season that they had last year and, and talking about how they were going to put things right, one of the things that Vanny really stressed was that he wanted them to go away a little bit from the team that that relied on really big moments and individual plays from a guy like Jovinko in order to to make things happen on the pitch. And he wanted them to be a system team, and he wanted them to be a team that, you know, if if Josie Altador isn't there, whoever it is that's going to step into that role, whether it's Patrick Mullins or whether it's it's Ayo Akinolo or whether it was Jordan Hamilton when Jordan Hamilton was here, he wanted them to play a similar way so that whoever was in the other positions would know exactly what it was that was expected of them. And it was a plug-and-play sort of system that he was going for, and... And we're actually, for for as tumultuous as the season has been, we're actually sort of getting there. Like, you can put Schaffelberg in there, and he's different than Benazé. Mm-hmm. But it's different in a way that makes a certain amount of sense. If you play, you know, Osorio in the Pozuelo p- position, you're, you're getting different qualities from both those two players, but it is something sort of similar. If you put De Leon up there beside Osorio, you don't get exactly what you get with Pozuelo, but it's... So we're getting to that to that situation where we're pretty much everybody on that team, you know, do you play Richie or do you play Aro? It's very much uh, whoever's fit and whoever's sharp is going to be put out there, and the team will sort of have an identity. So it's uh, it's an interesting time. It is. It's just it's a little late in the year, but I mean, like you there's know. still no secondary scoring, and this a how lot many of how many players scored on the weekend again? Against FC Cincinnati. How many goals does De Leon have this year? Yeah. And how many goals did Osorio have last year? Um, more, when, than, more than one. 23. <laughs> ah, wow. 
Wow, Kristen. Carroted. Wow. In my white shirt. I know. Purple carrot too. Wow. Dangerous. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't one of the pure purple carrots because these ones will stain. I don't know if you're aware of this, James, but I swear that's the lowest bar she's ever thrown a carrot at somebody. Yeah. Because I podcast with Tony and Duncan sometimes, and they get hucked at for like really terrible shit. That that is the most PG thing I've ever seen carrot abuse for. Because he's being ridiculous. But that's his way. It's our, it's also our conversational. Oh, God. Way. So there is no bar. Okay, I just wanted to know that. All anyway, let's let's move on from this. Also, we've got kids listening to this podcast. Yeah, uh, just skip the next yeah, just skip the next 30 seconds yeah. of Steel Panther. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't. Sorry. Uh, I see what that's going to be. No, but I said it all last year. If Oso is your, if Oso is your best score or second best score, it doesn't Well, okay. Yeah, 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 this we is, need other scorn, but okay. Anyway, this is like yeah, an this outtake, is this is this is I know not, what, what like it is. Serious, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> we'll we'll save this for the end of the show or or something. I don't even know anymore. I don't have a I don't have a precedence for this. I know it was very happened. odd. Sorry about that. Um, so we have to limit the number of those that happens, or we'll be here for like twelve hours. Exactly. Just, um, very very little MLS talk this week. Um, there's not much happening uh, game-wise with the international break on, although Orlando almost beat Zombie Chivas, which was hilarious because they were winning. And, like, come on, it's Orlando. They're really bad. Yeah. You are the best team Some might say they're in MLS. But <laughs> 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 um, um, And uh, Pizza I mean, Rats beat oh, New England. I get it. Yeah. Which wasn't entirely... You know, that wasn't a, a kind of like a shocking thing. But um, and then my other my favorite, actually, my favorite result from the weekend was Colorado beating Seattle. Two nil. Two nil. Who the fuck loses to Colorado? Nobody loses to Colorado. See you on Sunday, TFC. Um, oh, wait, you won't see me. But anyway, I uh, so, yeah, not a ton game wise, because, again, it's an international break and no one should be playing. But welcome to MLS. So, um, little mini updates on the stuff with the uh, supporter groups and the front office. Again, most of us, most of the stuff that we talk about takes place on the West Coast. Of course, the Timbers um, are at the forefront of this. James is gonna like leave. I don't know. You don't have to talk about it. It's okay. I just wanted to have some cake. Have some cake. There's like a plate of cake. Literally, you, you, seriously, we're not kidding when we say he brings treats. The man feeds us. Um, we should have him on more often. Um, but so the Timbers have recently banned uh, several fans um, for multiple games, including uh, the guy that owns the Cider Riot, which is a, a pub, a supporter pub. Um, but one of the things that's more interesting about that, and this is you know the league continuing to profit off the image of of their fans, is that his image is literally emblazoned at Providence Park. And they continue to, you know, it's still up there. He's still like one of the faces of the supporters, but they've banned him um, for uh, flying an iron front flag. And then the Whitecaps accidentally 
quote unquote, accidentally. accidentally banning a fan. Oh, no, no. It was a miscommunication. Oh, no, we didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. No, no. It's okay. You can come back. You're still good. You're still good. Um, yeah, they told him he was banned for three games over, again, it wasn't Iron Front. It was an anti-fascist sign. Um, and uh, he got a call telling him that he wasn't allowed to, basically, he was going to miss the rest of the season. And then it was like, oh, no, no, no. Wait. Yes, one side had the Iron Front logo. The other side had anti-fascist on. But they're like, oh, no, wait. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. We, that was that was a miscommunication. Um, and uh, so it's... It's ongoing. Um, supporters have been choosing to wave flags or not wave flags. Um, there hasn't been a silent protest again recently. I expect that one's coming as the league has it been be. uh, a bit. It should be. Like, yeah. Again, like, like supporters, supporters culture should behave like a cartel. Because, <laughs> because they, because they, the league uses them like a cartel. So, like, let's. Like I mean, a United Front is fabulous, uh, and, yep. and 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 it's going better than I probably. I, I it's going this, much this, better than I thought it was going this to. Early, so. this quickly, but like again, uh, hold back the noise, hold back the money if you can, and enjoy. Like, and I what I mean by enjoy, I mean enjoy the uncomfortableness of the front office. And, and and the play-by-play explaining the silence and and the look of all the other customers who are there for the atmosphere, which you so willfully bring at the cheapest seat in the stadium. Um, hold that. Hold that over them because it's hard to sell a game in silence. And yeah, and it's, it's hard, hard to, to market, promote it. It's hard to market the game. Oh, but Fox will us. just run like canned footage again oh, from like last oh, year or another fine. game. After five minutes when they realize, wow, it sounds like a golf match. Yeah, they'll figure it out. So um, carry on. Uh, we're we're you, still here supporting you. you um, have power is all I'm saying. Anyone who's reached out to us about stickers, um, if we haven't gotten back to you, please uh, reach out again. We're really sorry. And if somebody from Ham- people at the Forge Games wanted the stickers, I'm I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, uh, I won't be at Sunday's match. I don't know if the rest of the panel will be. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I go to all the Forge Games. <laughs> I will be at the Voyagers Cup final though, so uh, you can come find me then, and I'll probably be at the last match. No, I will be at the last match of the season. So, um, did you actually want to weigh in on this? Mm, that's some good cake. Oh, that's- <laughs> is there any particular reason why you cut them in three? Because <laughs> there's three of us. Oh, okay, okay. Third. Season. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. I was trying to. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to form the cakes into the shape of the Iron Front symbol. That's some subversive cake you have there. <laughs> I'll just wave this around at you a lot. That's oh, yes, 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 yes. That's our wonderful stickers. Um, Wait, who gets banned in this situation? I don't you know. Bringing the cake or cutting it up into threes? <laughs> I would just say it was I'm good not, cake. I'm not, it I'm was not, very good. You did seem to really be enjoying <laughs> that, that cake, cake, I will yeah. say. That, I'm that just was, saying that the network. I don't even think that was, that was simulated enjoyment. It's not going to be me, but the network. Cake? They have something against cake? Yes. Yes. They're cookie men? They're pro-pie. Oh, seriously, pro-pie. With... With uh, well, um, American as yeah. right, so and 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 a little alt cookie. So like, it's just hmm. it's true. Um, we will talk Again, about TFC's matches uh, later on at the end of the show, but MLS does literally swing back into action um, Wednesday. There's like a, a drunk Tarzan, <laughs> like like a drunk toddler. Um, yeah, but toddlers don't swing, do they? Um. Sometimes they swing things at. Oh, you. Oh, I was yeah. going like you know on a vine. Oh no, I was like just. 
depends hey. where you live i think also yeah, true actually. yeah Fair. um that's there's a silly point. silly number of matches this week so um if you somehow like been missing soccer <laughs> um yeah. between uh concacaf nations league between euro qualifiers uh friendlies Hostilities. A little bit of USL action too. Yeah, you know, what? like Lee Ontario men's final is this weekend? Uh, no, 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 two weeks. Probably from now. next weekend or two weeks from. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. you could basically not leave your house right now and just watch football um, around the clock. And What's uh, that like? I don't know. I have to go to work, but it would be fun, James. <laughs> it's not fun. No, it's pretty awesome. That's what I thought. Yeah. Had a had a thought like, ah, oh. this I needed to hear that and I put it in. Fuck yes, I have not heard this in forever. Oh, they were so good. I, I I feel bad because they will never ever top this. Oh God no! I'll you, fight everyone. You, 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 you can't. Ones. But I do miss them like as a as a group. Like, oh. Ever heard of Vertigo? There ain't no way else to go Pirelli knows the faculties are poison Lay you vertical It's only murder bro Every small animal committed The only difference is I won't admit I did it There's a limit as to how far my posse's willing to bend The dawn of a burgundy autumn blinds the minds of most men Vomiting from the quarantine praying for the end You can tell by the stench that the venom's setting in On the plane in which you reign It's classified as do or die But in the realm in which we dwell It's function X and multiply Imagine the madness well, that's an excellent lead into the CanCon section. So before or before we get into the specifics of Saturday's match, I would like us all to cast our minds back four years ago yesterday when Canada soccer fandom was gifted the best. It's not even one of the best things ever. It is the best thing ever. Uh, and that was being introduced to Mad Dog and Maestro. Oh, yeah. And Benny's your number one store. I really should just have that on the soundboard. It comes up just often. It enough. does, yeah, it's true. But he's been he's your number, number one store. Got that right? Oh, like for it's literally the best that thing is ever. Way catchier than it ever should have been. It's brilliant. I, I I literally will just occasionally YouTube. I I will just look it up and watch it because it makes me smile. Oh god, those and two. and they were amazing. Yeah, they were great. Like this is it. It was the gift that ke- has kept on giving, and uh, is one of those things that will continue to go down in Canada soccer fandom uh, lore. And if you don't know what we're talking about, oh, we're so sorry, but just look it up. Yeah, trust where us. Where were you four years ago? Really? I, just, I distinctly remember being at Scallywags, I believe, watching this very broadcast and marveling at who are these two poets that have graced us with this coverage <laughs> of poets. supposed football action. Taking it to a just oh a whole other level. Just just the best. And and, and one of the, and one of the best days ever also on Kansok Twitter. Was and, and yeah, again and it just was. and it's and it's kept on giving all these years. Um but oh oh we thank you. We thank you. All right. On Saturday, uh the men's national team took on Cuba at BMO Field and did Again, what they needed to do, you know, it was a predictable route in 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 uh, in one sense. Uh, Junior Hoylet, what? Like, I, I like Junior Hoylet, and I've I've I, it's taken me a while. I mean, it took me a while to warm up to him um, because it took him so fucking long to come join Canada. But he's he's found his feet over the last year with the with the with the with the squad I found, and you know, first captain armband, but just like hat trick aside, which was magical. What in a, just an extraordinary game from him, I thought. Like, he was he was the class on the pitch. Um, not that Richie Larea 
was not wonderful. Funnily enough, those are the two that John Herdman picked out as his sort of men of the match. As, as he should, yeah. because, um, you know, Richie, who we've, you know, we've, we've talked about so much this year and it's been such a fun story and, and this is a, this is, this is great. Um, but yeah, to have him step on that stage and, and look as confident and as calm as he did. Um, but I, again, I just really, I, but I really enjoyed, uh, Hoylet, um, putting his stamp on this game, uh, to, to, cause there are still a bit of naysayers, I think around him sometimes he doesn't, you know, he doesn't always, he's not always the player you're watching all the time. Although I think for the last four months, every game he's played in, my eye almost always goes to him because he's become more and more involved and more and more invested, I find, in the matches. I think this falls into that that sort of classic Canadian thing of, of um, not recognizing a good thing when we sort of have it. You know, granted, uh, you know, Junior has never been the most reliable guy on the pitch, and that was sort of what really stood out about this match, but... You know, this is a guy who's had a what a seven, eight year career in the Premier League, and he's playing for Canada. And, exactly. And everyone is losing their mind over over the eighteen year old prospect at Liverpool, or or the guy who's going to Bayern Munich. And, and no disrespect to them, but a guy who's done it at that level for as long as he had should really be celebrated. Absolutely. You know, I think of the Atiba thing. I think of even Milan Borjan, who's been a, a star God. in huge, the Champions League. Huge. Please does not, against Spurs. Does not get. I tweeted out a thing about like after that whole penalty shootout with FC Copenhagen, and, yes, you did. and, and I put like uh, like I did a song. He's Canada's own. He's Canada's own. We love you at Mister Zombie. He's Canada's own, and I still keep getting likes and retweets from that. <laughs> it's mostly from Red Star supporters, which is also double awesome because they acknowledge that he's Canadian. Exactly. But that guy is fucking amazing, and we're we have, so lucky to and have. We him. have a weird depth in keepers right now, like. Well, and, th- and this week a lot of the talk was like, when is Max Crepo going to step up and take that spot? When He's, is Carducci? Well, and like, you have a guy not anytime soon. Like, I, I've got, I've, I'm well on the record. I've got all the time and love in the world for Crepo. I thought he was amazing. Mark when loves he- him. Like year, like a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I was just been talking about him for ages. And it's just he's just so fucking good, and he's making a great name for himself. Unfortunately, he's behind a guy who is basically. The one-man line, back line for Red Star. Not to diminish what the rest of the team looks like, but he's playing fucking outside of his pay grade, which is fabulous. So we've got two guys who are really elevating that position. And then there's Carducci, who's got a... Carducci. He's got a future ahead of him, a mile long, but he's going to get better, too. So, like, we've got... I'm Like, when, when we had that crop of keepers with... Uh, with uh, Stamatopoulos and oh Kenny and, 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 and Sutton and like there was about five or six like good quality keepers in various playing in various leagues and eight like uh, uh, experiences like and any one of them could be in it's like okay you know we're okay and then they all seemingly retired in, in a span of about three weeks and it's like ah uh, what happened now what do we're we good. do. We're good for the next at least five to ten years. We're good, and it's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, Herdman said as much in his in his pre-match press conference. He was he was asked about when Crepo or Carducci were going to get a chance, and his simple explanation was that uh, you know Milan is a guy that he sees go up against some of the best players in the world. Exactly. And he knows that that when the occasion calls for it, he has that in his tool bag. We don't know. We don't know what Crepo has. We don't know what Carducci has when, 
when a mistake is made and a clear cut chance is given to the Cubans, say around like the 40th minute or something like that. Go on. And the score is only two nothing, and a two one goal heading into halftime could really have changed the complexion of a game. Your goalkeeper, who's basically just been standing there doing nothing, comes up with a massive, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically, yeah, save. yeah, yeah, just. Um, that sort of invaluable stuff, especially for a team that's as young as this team is in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that is still building the confidence that you really need to to find all the little successes. Confidence in this game, we, we touched on it a little bit with Marky Delgado finding the back of the net. Confidence is just one of those things that it, it sounds so cheesy when you talk about it. It's the same with momentum, which is something that's been talked about a lot with TFC. But when, when things are going against you, it's really hard to turn that luck in your favor. And when things are going for you, every bounce, every shot, Michael Bradley on the volley from the top of the box just finds the inside of the post instead of two feet above it. So, mm-hmm. you know, having a guy like that back there uh, is just so invaluable for this team as they go on this journey. And I think we have a tendency to sort of ignore the fact that, you know, Atiba has done what he has done and he's the most Drives anonymous, famous athlete in, in Canadian history. And, and, you know, nine out of ten teams. We don't deserve him. Last no. time Canada was in town, actually, they were they were staying at a hotel right on Bloor Street. And I saw Junior Hoylet and a couple of the other guys just walking down the street to go shopping. And I was like, this was any other country. And a guy who's been playing in the Premier League for nearly a decade and plays for his national team is just going to walk down the street with a couple of his teammates. Like, you can't just slap a hoodie on and be anonymous. But this is Canada, and we don't always recognize those guys. And Herdman said it himself after the game. Uh, he was very impressed with how Hoylet went about his things in that game. Because yeah. he even made the point that, you know, Junior's the... As a younger man, Junior was the kind of guy where he'd stick to the game plan for about 20 minutes. And, and then, then oh, of, just totally off book. Then he'd sort of just go and do his own thing yeah. and he'd wander around and he'd, 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 you know, have an influence in the game. But he wasn't he wasn't as committed. And Herdman marveled at the fact that that in this younger group without Atiba, without Scotty Arfield, two of the guys that have become big voices, yeah. Junior really took on that mantle of being the captain and what that meant and, and how that played out on the pitch and. Yeah, I think we saw like a little of it during the Gold Cup. Like, I, I feel like this was we saw glimpses of of this aspect of who he is as a player, um, and his game. But yeah, that game on on Saturday, just just fantastic. Um, you know, uh, do you have? Oh, just one more thing would yeah. be that I think one of the one of the interesting things about this is is when he's playing for Cardiff or when he was playing for QPR, he was never the go to guy. You know what I mean? He would never be the guy that would be asked for interviews. He would never be the guy that, that had to be the face of a team. Whereas here with Canada, he has to step up into that sort of situation. And yeah. so, you know, I'll, rem- I'll never forget the first time we interviewed Junior. And I would be hard-pressed to know if he'd ever done a proper interview in front of a camera before because he seemed like that uncomfortable and yeah. that out of place. And, and he's very much grown in that. He still probably still doesn't love it. It's not something you face every week in the yeah. Premier League. But... uh He's he's grown immensely just over the past couple of years. It's been yeah. fascinating, it's, and it's been it's been it has really been great to see. Um, Jonathan David, who was the darling of the Gold Cup and the Iceman. Did you guys know about this? No, what? Like <laughs> his, like, his like, like 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 Val Kilmer, Iceman. His nickname apparently in the dressing room is the Iceman because of just how calm I, and cool I, and on. collected he is. I I, I, keep, I I did not know that. Keep going. Um, I'm coming back but, to this. But that goal yeah. of his. It's cold as ice. Was it was that was ice in the vein? You see where it comes from. You see where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, how, how many of these do you, do you have to go through? Uh, that's it. Okay, yeah. good. Um, but it was 
a fantastic goal. Um, is again, he was so much fun to watch during the Gold Cup. Um, it was great to see him. I think you know what people have been you know lamenting is that you know, Alfonso Davies didn't get a goal in this in this game. His goals will come. Um, that's fine. Uh, but Daniil Henry scored a goal to make up for the Daniil the- Henry scored a goal and would not let get a, let go of the match ball. <laughs> he had it tucked under his arm doing his post match interviews and he oh, really? was not letting anyone else get anywhere near that ball. It was uh, it was a good moment. It I was, was I was I was I was I was so happy for him. I was I, I, was, I think he said it himself. Uh, he was asked if he actually saw the ball go into the net because of uh, Let's just say the the less than orthodox manner in which in which in which it happened. <laughs> and he said, "Yes, he did. He basically just tackled it into the net." Was how he put it, and that's pretty much what he did. It, so. and, and and that's uh, that's uh, uh, they all count the same. That they all count the same, and that's I think a good uh, a good way of looking at Daniel. Although, again, another player that has has matured, oh, and right. I again I, I was so happy when he came back to. Uh, MLS because it meant regular playing time. Um, you can watch his season with the Whitecaps uh, as he's become, you know, a player they rely upon as a, as opposed to a, a much in a really weird way, much like his earlier days with TFC when, as a very young player, he was unfortunately relied upon, um, and he and he shouldn't have been back in those days. And that was something that was always really interesting, and it, it sort of has unfortunately allowed for certain you know chatter around Daniil um through his career but um no, I thought you guys would get a kick out of this Stephen Caldwell was actually on the pitch helping out with the Canadian national team when they were training up at the TFC training ground so <laughs> no. there was very much a bit of a throwback <laughs> thing we we spoke to Daniil was he about, showing them how to wave their hands around <laughs> I uh I was not being that observant as to what was actually going on uh but we talked to Daniil about what it was like to uh TFC has a wall up there. It's it's the homegrown wall, and it's every player that's that's played professionally for the club that signed a professional contract has their picture up on that wall. And you know, a nineteen twenty year old Daniil is up there, and now he comes back a ten year pro, and he was laughing that he uh, he didn't have a beard back in those days, and and you could see what uh, what a long ten years has done to him. But it was it was it was good to see him, and it was good to see just how much he's matured, especially at a position that, again, Canada really needs a player to uh, to step up in. And he's the kind of guy that, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't speak to him a lot back when he was here. What was that, seven, eight years ago, yeah. ten years ago, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but he struck me as somebody who's very much, uh, very much doesn't take this game for granted in the way that a lot of a lot of players can when they when they sort of come up and they're heralded as uh you know being good enough to go to west ham yeah and and the way that you respond to to setbacks and can be a a big measure of of both who you are as a man and who you are as a person and the way that he's met the challenges that his career has thrown at him are is really quite remarkable i just want to go back to uh the Iceman thing okay because like i mean he plays in belgium and they've got like three official languages which is dutch german french um Flemish? No. Well, the Wallonians are not going to be happy with no, you. No, but this. officially, that's the facts. Oh. I know there's dialects within. All right. Yeah, the Flemish, the Wallonians. Mark can be reached at. <laughs> oh. At Malarkey FC. You can at me at Malarkey FC. Fuck you guys. Anyway, I think I'm clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here, here's, here's, I'm like, it's not Google Translate's fault, but I'm disappointed. Der Eisman. I mean, come on, that's German. 
It's just dirt. <laughs> what the, is it in French? Oh, no, no, no. We're saving that one for last. Oh, okay. Because Dutch is the Iceman. <laughs> like, I've wait, seen... Wait, wait, wait. May I make a suggestion Go before for you? Separate the two words, ice and man. No, but it's it's given as, like... Nope. The, the two words translated individually. Exact ex- same same outcome. Oh, that is disappointing. However, that however, is disappointing. however, what you're looking for. En français. Oui. L'homme de glace. <laughs> so, um. And he is uh, Haitian as well. So oh, yes, that's, that's true. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. It's, Haitian Creole is nonum. I don't need N O N M. How do you pronounce that? Nonum. Nom Glasla. You gotta get a shirt with that on the back. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but I think we need to hear it in the proper uh, oh, yeah. syntax. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm, I can't. Anyway, for Jonathan David, um, his goal is a. Uh, der Iceman. Der Iceman. Der Iceman. Uh, is a record. Der or de? Let's go with de. Let's go with the Dutch. No, yeah, Diceman? Diceman. Diceman. Der Iceman. Der Iceman. Apostrophes. I like there you go. Um, that's a re- it's a record setting goal for a, a Canadian national team there player. There were a lot On of records. Sunday, a lot of where records. The, where there was cloud cover. Number the, of goals scored by a player. In, in a, a calendar year. In a calendar year. Yeah. They, calendar year. It's weird. Cool. The, I think the more remarkable thing is he's 20, yeah, 21. Exactly. And he is halfway to being this country's leading, leading scorer. Score of all I time. know. It's crazy. So, I mean, if you're D row, you're sort of quaking in your boots right now, this kid's going to beat you before he's 22. Yeah. And that's just. I'm okay uh, with that. Again, it's just great for Canada. I love D-Row, Wonderful. But I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm not. I'll take a wonder kid. Nope. Um, so the the, the game, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I didn't get to go. Uh, work issues, uh, but. What have you got against goals, Christian? Right. Apparently, like apparently everything. Yeah. Apparently, uh, thank you to the the Voyagers who managed to pass my ticket on to somebody else. Because yes, of course, I had a ticket. I just didn't get to use it. Um, but. One of Canadian soccer fandom's traditions um, is wrangling and whining um, about that, but about attendance. Oh, yeah. And number of people attending, where the matches should be held, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this game, of course, was not, wasn't a sellout. Um, there was, what, ten to 15,000? I think it was ten. Sorry, I think it was about ten and a half. Okay, ten five. So yeah. yeah, not what you not what you want to see for uh, a, a national team match, a, a, a match in which um, actually counts for something is an important one. Um, there are mitigating circumstances. They're playing Cuba, which, in no disrespect to Cuba, is not something that gets a more casual fans, you know, excitement level up. Unfortunately, and it should. Yes, Marcus. All disrespect to Cuba. Who was going to go to this game? Really? Somebody had to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. All right, you be At that Malarkey guy. At Malarkey FC. At me, sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also, and, and, and there, you know, some people are some people are throwing down the the TFC thing about well, there's a TFC match. Fine. Some of you go to bars and watch the match. Um, I, I don't think that played in as much as uh, as the opponent also. I do think, and James and I were talking about this a little bit before um, we started recording, about the the promotion of this match. If you're a Canadian soccer fan, you knew about this match. Although I did see some people who I thought were Canadian soccer fans on Twitter saying they didn't even know there was a match. Pay better attention. Really? 
Like seriously, like yeah. I've we've been talk a we've been talking about this match for ages. B, like you can be more and dialed in on this. Do They've you, been. Do you Twitter at all? Do you Twitter oh. at all? Exactly. Like it's out there, but there was yeah. I saw a couple signs in the subway, but I didn't see I didn't see like commercials on TV. I didn't see billboards. Um, and this can't just be like this can't just be on the fans. So you know the Voyagers promote this. It's all over Facebook. Um, we talk about it on the podcast. We do what we can, we're but not, but you guys we're not aren't the target audience for this issue. Exactly. You already know. Yeah, you knew. You're about going this. or you're not going. You've already made your decision. And it's the it's the it's the fifteen thousand other seasons ticket holders. Or no, just, or just general no soccer fans who maybe only go to Canada matches because they don't like TFC. Maybe they are <laughs> Hamilton's. Yeah, apparently, maybe they're you know like we I I we have friends uh, here in Ontario who are Impact fans, uh, crazy people, but they are Impact fans who but who go to Canada games. So like there's 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 a breadth of there's a wide range of Canada soccer fans or fans of the sport in Canada and mm. in this you know, part of the country or elsewhere. People travel to this. Um, and people are going to come back next month and, and, and in droves, honestly, for the match against the U.S. And that's whatever. That's where you'll see your big attendance spike because it's against the Americans. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, again, I do think there was definitely not nearly as much promotion for this match as there should have been um, to get your average soccer fan to it. Um, and I'm not talking about anything else. I'm not talking about where it was broadcast. I'm not getting into that this week because Tony's not here. And uh-huh. um, I want Tony to talk about it. Um, so it'll be yeah, a few I weeks. Too. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have too much to say about that. Just in the sense that I, I don't really know what the solution is. You know, we can we can, you know, I can write a million articles about it and I can foreshadow it as, as much as possible. But that's only going to get out to the people that that no exactly right and getting that breakthrough from where from where the people that that live and breathe this stuff that follow this every day and that will definitely be there is really difficult and i don't know how you you break into that sense of hey this is happening and you would think that if there was a time where that would be going on now it would be on the back of the alfonso davies going to Bayern munich thing we were just to give you guys a little a little behind the scenes thing we were up at uh Nah, it's not that big of a deal. We were up at, at the BMO training ground, as I said, on Thursday before the Canadian national team in, and they're finishing Look up at training. you using the official name and everything. You adorable. Canadian national team? No, the BMO training ground. Ah, yes, yes. That's been drilled into my head because I kept calling it the Kia training the ground. BTG. No longer that. The BTG. The BTG. Yes, it used to be the no, KTG. It's now it's the, B- the KTG. It's the, it's the BTG. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, mind it being a little bit, you know, blase. <laughs> Anyways, a, a budding a budding to one of the pitches, the pitch that the the men's team was on is are some public fields, and there were what appeared to be teenage girls having their practice, and they happened to realize that it was the national team there, and they happened to realize that Alfonso Davies was there. So there were about a group of let's say fifteen to twenty fifteen year old girls that just happened to no- notice that Alfonso Davies was there, and you know soccer has always been a bit of a uh, if you're into it, you're into it, and if you're not, you're wondering who these guys are that everyone's talking about. But Alfonso has broken through into the mainstream, and people know who he is. And so to have an attendance that was this low, even given the fact that he was there and Jonathan David was there and was tearing it up, was was 
heartily disappointing for those of us who sort of exist in this on a day-to-day oh basis. sure like i'm not saying having only ten thousand people this game was a good thing no, i, I no, think no, it's no. a terrible I, thing yeah, yeah. although i will say that but what i'm 15 what I mean year is, old soccer players recognizing another soccer player isn't an but what i mean is they're not the norm they're not thing. necessarily the group that goes to every canadian game so like the fact that there's a general public awareness of this but it wasn't breaking through if it was into, if it was 15 year old softball players or something like that someone who wasn't it was in a night commercial Kristen. i don't know if you know this um but what i mean is just like he he is a player who can break through that sort of oh i don't i don't care about this sport because he is he has the profile that he has Mm -hmm. and for this attendance to come even when he is where he is and he's doing what he's doing for Bayern right now was was a little bit strange and and to be honest uh as one of the things that drives me crazy about these Canada games is, is we do what's called a mixed zone post match, so we don't go into the locker room. They sort of drag players by, and it's always it's always a bit chaotic. And there's always too many players being interviewed at once, which means you're on the other side of a big scrum of twenty people from the person that you actually need to interview. And of then course. you get two you get three minutes to ask a hundred questions, and everyone has their own angles. It's it's chaos, but. Uh, I always stick around until the end because that's sort of what I do. And I think it was it was me and a couple of cameras that, that spoke with Milan Borian after the game. And, and I asked him just sort of about, uh, you know, did, it, did a performance like this help them sort of put the disappointment of the Gold Cup behind them? And, and what did he see in terms of them taking the steps forward that he needed to see? And uh, he ignored my question, as, as sometimes players do when they have something that they want to say. And, and I was thinking about writing a piece about this, but I'm not quite sure. Um where where to go with it but he was he basically called out the fans for for not coming out to support this team given given how wow. exciting of a team this is and given the bright future that's in front of them for them to come home and to only play in front of 10,000 people at at the National Soccer Stadium in the biggest city in the country was was disappointing for him and and one of the things that Herdman said about him was that and this goes to our sort of not appreciating enough enough what some of these characters are and what these guys give up to to represent sure. our country on the national stage was that, you know, Milan is, he's got a club career, he's got a wife, he's got a young kid. Why is he flying to Canada to, to represent this country? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, by way of John, John explained that, you know, he, he came here and this country gave his parents a lot and... And the ability to give something back was really important for him. And so for him to both represent this country and then as one of the younger players, more experienced players, to, to step up and call out the fans for not coming out to support these guys was just a, a pretty fascinating element to this sort of long-standing wow. yeah. conversation that we have amongst ourselves of why why is this game held here? Why is this not held here? All that. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's... And it's, it's unfortunately, it's never going to go away. And it's not going to go away... Especially with the World Cup coming up, um, you know the North American I'm World Cup. I blame Tiff. Uh, well, that was one of the things, you know, and I and I saw that as arguments, you know, Tiff is going on and the Wolf Pack and TFC, and I'm like, That's fuck bullshit. all of that. And if there's if there's seven thousand people who go to a Wolf Pack game, um, they can what stick do, around what? and cross the street. Never mind that. What? And you can only go to one game. That's fine. Uh, what does the other 3.5 million people do? Like it's it's there's there's enough there's enough people to fill all stadiums for all games. Yes. Okay. I know that's 
you know, the math is rough and whatnot. I get it. <laughs> I would the, like to see the calculation no, here. No, 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 you, no, you're not getting it, James. I'm sorry. No, but my my point is, is that that I mean, I've 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 always kind of viewed Toronto as like the big game city in yeah. the sense that they want the big game, like. Like I know that I've I know been, that I've, I've, million, I, you know, know I've been to the big games in 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 Vancouver. I've been to them here. No, but I know like um, I know there's Montreal. three million Raptors fans now, but there wasn't three million <laughs> Raptors fans ten years ago. Like because Two years they're ago. a big yeah, but the, hmm. but that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like like there was twenty nine thousand people a game for Toronto FC two years ago. Yep, and now there's twenty four, and it's not that like it's not even about. Oh, they don't love it, or they love it, or whatever. It's just like that's not worth my time. It's really what like this game isn't prominent enough for me to but, go but, to this but, game. But, and that's horseshit. Of course it is. And and the thing is, but again, we are the audience that this game was marketed to, and nobody else. Yeah. Oh, we're and, the audience and, that they didn't need to market. No, it. exactly. Yeah. And and like and it frustrates me as someone who's involved with the Voyagers, although not as much recently as I as I have been in the past. Um, my headphone kicked in. Oh, okay. That was really. I was, that was like, strange. I was like, are there birds in the apartment? What is Something happening? Something in my ear. Um, and I wish we were filming it. It's like when you see those videos of babies <laughs> of, who, get the for, ear, who get the get the, the cochlear ear implants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the first time, and they're like, ah, it's like, mom. <laughs> it was exactly that's exactly it, what it was. Form. Yes, yeah. it was precious. Um, so, but I, it's like it's frustrating because I know. I know the work that um, Jamie does, and, and and if you're involved with the Voyagers or Canadian Soccer at all, you know who Jamie McLeod is. Um, and he's just one guy. And he does so, so, so much to promote and support uh, the national team programs, both of them. And, like, I can't even tell. Like, if, again, you know. You're, you're, you 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 listen to this podcast. In, insanely, selfishly, in that I asked him if we could do a little piece about it. He said, no. He, was he like, refuses. He hates I it. Might when, have, I might I, I was working on him. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. no, keep giving yeah. No, no, because, and, 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 you know, we, we sing chants for Jamie McLeod at National Games. Well deserved because um, without him, we wouldn't have nearly the coordinated support at matches and things that we do and and, and for even for as low as the attendance was and again it was disappointing um and i know we had issues with um some of the south end tickets the south end looked amazing and sounded great so well done to everybody that went to that um but for those of you who maybe if you were just attending your first match you know start bringing friends start harassing friends those of you to go to all the matches keep bothering your friends keep dragging your co-workers um get them to a game bring your young cousins that are wildly inappropriate to be in supporter sections yes absolutely and they will turn into lifelong fans do of it. the canadian national team no, but that's 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 that's, that's how you do it yeah. that's exactly true i mean i mean let's be honest i've taken my brothers to national oh, games i brought i brought my cousin when she was like eight and we were like this was not the right place to bring an eight-year-old girl but yeah, she loves it. So but that's good. the thing. Like, if you, you never, you never can tell what the game's going to be and how it's going to affect somebody who's either oblivious to the sport or isn't that interested or just doesn't know or get it. But if you have the right game, you know, the, like, I don't know, maybe six nil might not have been enough for you to fall in love with the Canadian men's national team. Uh, what the fuck more do you want? Seven? Don't be I greedy. think just that Jonathan David goal on repeat. In oh slow yeah, motion oh, it, on have. every screen. Yeah, yeah. like. That should be yes. That should be a. It should be a. It should be a constant. I feel like at least two of those guys should have been naturally retired just by like virtue of what he did to them. Well, well, those might be the ones that that defected. Aha! <laughs> so in in the grand tradition of of Cubans playing in Canada, um, 
apparently three members of the Cuban national team defected after the match on Saturday. At least it was after the match. It was. That was good of them. Yeah, instead of beforehand. During. Um, better. So, so the Cuban team will be a little, a little light tomorrow night. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about next because we could wrangle about this this attendance thing uh, for an entire show. Um, so tomorrow night, uh, day after Come recording. Come back in the off season. And we will yes, get exactly. Into all of these we will. Well, don't forget the American games are coming, and you fuckers aren't that, those games. Then um, dead to us. Dead. Too bad that you had to have bought tickets for the Cuban game in order to get tickets to the American game. No, I just made that up. As I was say, yeah. James. Don't 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 that, don't 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 put out lies. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. We have enough. I, I tensed up a little. <laughs> we have a, we have enough I, trouble some matches. Thank you very I, much. I don't don't make I it worse. Could not go to the game on Saturday, and you know I want to go to that game, and if that were true, I'd have died a lot inside. Mm-hmm. And I've said nice things about your hat company, <laughs> and I feel like I've been. Like, don't All right, let me just clarify now that okay. that was just a joke. Thank God. Okay. But maybe a good idea for future considerations. Well, I, sh- I mean, I... I, I, I <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night, uh, the Canadian team heads south. No, not to Cuba. To the Cayman Islands. Cause, that's where my money's... At, I mean... Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's where... It's a lovely place. It's a beautiful neutral site. Uh, that's where we fund match. all of our mad podcasting money. Yes. Um, and with the uh, Bermudan Lambs uh, and their surprise 2-0 win over Panama last <laughs> oh. night, um, once you do the, 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 the conca math, um, there could be a, a faint sliver of, of hope in advancing up the FIFA standings for the Canadian men's national team. And here to explain it to us is James. Oh, um I have not done the I have, I con calculations myself. Pardon? But well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to explain your conch equations somehow. Like, uh, just, like, briefly. I will rely on what I have been told. Um, I mean, it's not conca calculus. Let's, be, let's just be... <laughs> let's just call it what it is. I thought we only had two or three of these. We're just coming up with more on oh, the spot. Man. Have you not heard the show? Um, I'm going to keep coming up with them until the segment ends. Go on. All right, all right. Um, continue. So... The big confusion heading into this whole thing was that that it was it was agreed that that Concacaf would use their internal Concacaf rankings to determine who gets spots in the hex. Oh right, and but then, then that, that all would, changed. That all changed. And now it's FIFA rankings. And now it's FIFA Oops. rankings. And the change that happens there, for Canada's sake, is that the way that Concacaf was going to award points, the potential to move up in CONCACAF standings versus in FIFA standings is drastically different in the sense that an important match in CONCACAF, you could theoretically, the multiplier basically is almost two times as much as it is with FIFA. So you need more games in order to, basically it's easier to move around in CONCACAF than it is in FIFA. And so the Canadian national team decided not to play any friendlies while they were doing this Nations League qualification with the idea that getting results there and finishing top and getting into this League A part of the Nations League was so important that John Herbman didn't want to jeopardize that by playing additional matches. Right. And Which so at the time made brilliant and made perfect, perfect sense. sense. And they were tracking how they were doing and they were doing all the math. I presume they had a whiteboard or a chalkboard or something, something back like that. There where, something straight where out of big atoms were being split and, and matches were being determined. Exactly. Oh, and then, chemistry. Yes, yes. Conca physics. 
Yes, I'll try to keep it together while while the that's conquer quantum physics. Is what you're talking about? Ah, uh-huh, yes. Beat me to it. Um, mm. But so that all changed, and now Canada is in a position where where what John Herdman told us by having looked at the insert Concacaf math joke here was that theoretically speaking, were Canada to go perfect through all of this and pick up the occasional bit of blessing by Panama and El Salvador, both both dropping points along the way, then theoretically they could move up to that six spot. Using the CONCACAF rankings, the now defunct ones, if you actually go to the link where they used to exist, it's a 404. I know, it's gone now. Which Isn't I think that was fun? hilarious. Was, uh, apparently Canada had actually already moved up into six. And so now, what? How conca convenient. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and so now Canada is sort of, they're in a this rush what, for time. This is what I do. And there's only so many, there's only so many games where they can try to make up the points and, and I haven't run the numbers myself, but according to Herdman, he said that theoretically it is possible that they get there, but they need to go perfect through all of this and they need other teams to drop points. And that's part of why it's so important for Canada to get into this next phase of the Nations League, into the knockout phase, because these matches are worth X points and matches there are worth X times two points. Exactly. So those games, win or lose, will be, ver- will be well, win preferably, will be very valuable in terms of your FIFA points coming Conca- in. Calgebra. Gotcha. I don't know what to say to that. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't either. You so should. it's it's all Sorry. very confusing, but uh, I spent a good morning sort of trying to figure this out and, and get somewhat of a grasp, but then when you add an extra competition involved, it's all very sort of murky. Fair. It always is, and and it's yeah, this, 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 the whole it's conquered. Complicated. Confusing. Conquered or conquered. I just sort of spaced there. I just left it as a blank space and let your mind fill in the rest of it there. I don't know. It was it was it was good. Math, I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Anyway, so given the so given the fact that not only do they need to. So they, you know, 6-0 win on Saturday against Cuba. Fantastic start. Lots of goals, which are very important in tournaments like this. Um, and the clean sheet, hugely important. Um, momentum, all that sort of thing going into going into the Caymans. Um, Herdman's always also already stated that he does plan to mix the lineup up. He did, he but he didn't. Did, exactly, because, you know, he's got, they've got the Americans coming. But now... It's like, uh, do, like how much, how much mixing up do you really want to do? Um, again, it's Cuba; they should beat them regardless of of locale. Yeah. This isn't a, a home field advantage for them, except for that it's warm. Um, but you know, how much mixing it up does he do really? Herdman basically said in it's one be a different breath, squad, squad against the Americans anyway. In one breath, he said, yes, I should do some rotation, but at the same time, I want to build some consistency. And the only two indications that w- – there was only one indication that we had of somebody who would see minutes who did not see minutes, and he said that Max Crapo was in line to see some right, minutes. Right, which I – And then Crapo leaves camp early without getting those minutes. And then Junior Hoylet is not going to be there on Tuesday as well. He returns to England yep. or Wales, as some would prefer that it be said. Um, right, it's real, bro. And so those are the only two positions that you can definitely say. But you can make the argument that, you know, you got to see what a Sam Matakubi can add to this side. Mm-hmm. Are you going to bring Weatherspoon all the way over here just to sort of have him in training camp? 
do you want to see what Will Johnson brings to the squad, or do you sort of is Will enough of a known quantity? <laughs> you know, Tesho, Tesho is a guy. I was just gonna move on like a professional. Like it didn't even happen right there. Tesho has been having a great season. Do you want to throw him out there, get him sort of integrated? Do you want to send Jonathan David and and Alfonso Davies back to their club teams relatively well rested, just so you're in the good books? Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of different permutations. Uh, but yeah, I basically have no idea what they're gonna do. Yeah, that's well. It's gonna be uh, Tuesday night, seven fifteen on One Soccer. Yes, it's on One Soccer. Stop complaining about it. It's a free fucking trial for a month. It's not that hard, guys. Just try it. It's not that Doesn't hard. cost you anything. They have other soccer's on there There's too. Other soccer's like other on soccer's, there. They have other soccer's. You do allegedly. Try some Chinese um, Super League. You might like it. Uh, Liga MX, hello. I know. It's awesome. I know. But all and of the, the rest of the nations. League exactly. Well, I was gonna say uh, they're showing the all league. of. We, I have, I have right now, literally while we're recording, uh, Guyana versus uh, Jamaica. Um, Jamaica are unfortunately up one now. Um, which normally would be fine, except for although I don't think Q's in net, so they can beat up on Guyana, I guess. But I try to at least think kind what things. What have you got against Emery? He's not. He's not playing. Oh, well, I mean, like just in in general. We're not getting into that right now. Mom and dad don't fight. Mom and dad don't fight. Mom and dad don't fight. So anyway, it's uh, there's lots of there's lots of good things to watch. Yeah, and later on tonight, actually, a very important match. Um, again, if you are a fan of CanPL, Toronto FC, anything, uh, Ryan Telfer's Trinidad and Tobago, uh, we playing Martinique. That was a good sales pitch. If you're a fan of Toronto FC, CanPL. Stuff. Stuff. You just needed the third to just round off. I know. Like, oh, I couldn't think of a third. I you know, fuck TFC, but I love stuff. <laughs> I couldn't think of a third. And Sorry about that. And that's how Kristen sells one soccer to the nation. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Oh my god. Like, I thought the chocolate one, but the Black Force one? Oh my god. Yeah. Some people like candy. Some people like coffee. You guys always run this long. Yes. I've been here before. No, no, I don't, but I was like, oh, three something stars. The next three go by really fast. Well, all right well it's time for a little campiel talk um not like a, a ton of things really to discuss right now season it's it, like it's it's winding down except for there's still like eight or nine games to play so um lots to continue to make the is it fall season, summer season? What are we calling it? The Clausura. I believe it is called the fall competition. All right, the fall competition. Yes. Um, interesting. Uh, Hamilton are still in first, but the only a point separate Wait, them. Who? Uh, the Handies, sorry. Uh, but only a point separate them and the Pony Boys. You might be the you last really person. You really brought that I would on yourself. To do that correction. Uh, <laughs> I've. Like you know, we've had other we've had other super subs on, but I don't know. There's just that was not the response seemed, I was, was expecting. The, that yeah. was it not the response little, he wanted. It just yeah. seems like the, you know, with 
Yeah. It's, you know, it's just. Really, you should know better. I mean, thanks for playing into it, but. Yeah, it was great. Thanks. If anyway. I recall correctly for things that I was not in the room for, oh. I was here with that. Oh yeah, that's right. When all the names were christened or christened or yeah, or oh my uh, god, that's right. You were like in the hall or in the living room. I can't remember. You know, you you but you literally left the room. That's right. I totally forgot. That's right. You did leave the room. It was hilarious. Hey guys, what did I miss? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nothing that was conflict of interest or anything. No, nothing that would. By at all affect your yeah. affect your employment in any way, shape, or form. Um, opinions of this podcast do not necessarily reflect the work of James Grossi or Irish Walking Head Industry. Um, I think I think that legally absolves you. I'm just yeah, yeah I, I think that's how it I works. I'm not I'm not a lawyer, but. <laughs> Just looking out. Anyway, there's still lots to play for Bad in the special. in the fall competition. James is correct; it clearly states fall competition on the KMPL website. Um, Forge still have a game in hand, but they did sort of lose a bit of an opportunity when they drew against uh, Pacific FC on uh, last week. Although that was a delightful game, that was actually a very fun game to watch. It's still available to watch on uh, One Soccer. So yeah, if you like stuff, if you like stuff, One Soccer. For all your stuff. Hey, they have to diversify. This could work out really well for them. Like, like I, I know it's called one soccer, but there's still a part of me. It's like we could get handball on here, right? Like, just <laughs> get some volleyball in this shit. I'd be all over it. Not the beach shit. That's that's an abomination. Well, you know, the rest of the world calls handball soccer. So. And when has James ever lied? Exactly. Never to us. Um, so you. there are. You know, there's lots of meaningful games coming up. The next El Clasico is uh, Wednesday night. And uh, can Edmonton score a goal? Theoretically, yes. Yeah. I mean, if judging like, on I, past I, performances, no. I, I, I see the that they have scored goals yes. this season. They have um, scored many a goal. They, they, they actually have a positive goal differential in the standings. Well, that's a good mm-hmm. attitude to have. You know. And it should be noted they do not have a single Ontario raised player in their lineup. Burn that them, is burn correct. them fire. They are, I mean, they are one of those. Wait, I don't care about that. I really don't. Um, what was it, 44%? Uh, too much math for me today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so like that's that's a that's a big game, not just for, uh, for the Eddies, who are currently in third. And... Does third get them the peacock plate? That's stupid. They made the plate after Mitch Peacock? That's so nice. No, they oh. named the plate after the plate they found at Value Village. Um, that is the... You think I'm kidding. I am I, not. I kind of wished my answer was more true, but I fear that yours is correct. Mine, mine, trust me, mine is correct. I, um, so, like, that's a big game in terms of uh, standings position, cavalry who had been looking... God, I just called them cavalry. Someone just hit me, please. Nope. Just a little bit. Because violence isn't the answer, Kristen. Yeah. I need I need a... Even carrot-based violence. No. Oh, I need a reminder. That's awful. Feel um, free to throw a carrot at okay. yourself. Okay, all right. Here, let's, let's do an experiment. Let's do an experiment. If Duncan or Tony actually listen to this episode, you get one free carrot, but you have to declare what it's for and reference this particular moment. Otherwise, you don't get to do it at all. Let's see if this works. 
I will, don't I, tell him. I will agree don't to that, actually. Um, this will be fascinating. Do not at either of them, please. Let's no, just, no, no. They just, just have just to. Just let's out. just see if this is. Or, just let's just out. let's just find Duncan out. Duncan will listen. But let's just find out. Exactly. Um, anyway, so it's an important match in terms of uh, the Pony Boys, whether or not their trouncing of the Peggers was, you know, it's 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 Winnipeg. They're they're not. Sorry, you said they're it. not great. Um, they're not they this bad. I know they're not yeah. this bad. It was just it was one of those terrible games, right? But you know, uh, Pony Boys have looked a little more ordinary the last little while. Um, so this is a I think this is a good benchmark. But also, you know, you know that uh, um, Hamilton will be kind of like waiting. Ba- you know. These names that you're making up are just completely <laughs> throwing me off. I'm having to do the conversion. I know, in and my then head. and then on Thursday, it's Hamil- almost like you're speaking a different language. Winnipeg and what, Hamilton what, play. Translate? Yes, please. Right. please. Um, Haitian Creole. Oh, I'm on it. I'm presuming that's what this is. I yeah. So it. so Hamilton have two matches this week. They they play against uh, Winnipeg on Thursday, and they play um, against Halifax on Sunday. Wait, wait. Halifax sounds familiar. Is that HFX? Is there any relation between um, I just put in the handies and it came up in Haitian Creole as handies, yo. So, <laughs> so I think Oh my god. I think All this right. just took a turn for the worse. Um, if, if you're James. That's, but that's, it took a that's hand fantastic. It took a turn for the best for us. D- discuss amongst yourselves for just one minute, please. Alright. Um Yo. Handies, yo. You can't say the first part, I get it. Um <laughs> Why am I looking at her? I've got the rundown. Um, I. T- so what's on your mind, James? Like let's uh, let's get let's get down to what makes James Grassy tick. Um, that's a good question, man. Um, not much. I pretty much wake up. Uh huh. Do my thing. Uh huh. Look at my little list of what do I have to work on. Uh huh. Work on the thing. The thing. Uh-huh. Then uh, I take a break. Okay. I have some lunch. Lunch is second most important meal of the day. And then I look at the list again. Oh, sometimes I'll have some coffee. Jesus. And then I I find out what the next thing to do is. God damn. Now this is on days where I don't leave the house. Oh so fuck! I mean, the like, ne- there are different days. Is there a different list for the days where you leave the house? No, that is when the list is composed. Jeez. Okay. It's almost like one feeds into the other. Oh, if you will. Yes. How? How James's do you exist? List of hats? Yeah. Shh. And so sometimes away. things get things. Sometimes things get out of control. Like uh, there was a twenty-four hour period last week where I was at four different media availabilities. Twenty-four, not twenty-three hours. No, twenty-four. How? Actually, more like twenty-six. If I'm Jesus being completely Christ. honest, yes. that's unsustainable. I know it is. It is. Uh, it's quite quite excessive. Wow. Well, this has been private time with James Grossi. And now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Thank you. We're going to get an award for this shit. Yes, yes. Totally. I feel a potty is coming. A potty is all ours. I feel like I really got some things off my chest there. I'm, yes. You know what? You know what? If, if, if nothing, we can be therapeutic for everyone. We try. Thank you, James. Um, so question then uh, for, for both of you. Handy, Zoo. Oh, sorry. That, no, no. That could be your answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want on a Saturday night? <laughs> Go on. Actually, it was a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Who doesn't want that on a Sunday afternoon? No. Um, who, uh, looking ahead two months, who wins the, the fall competition? The fall competition or the actual 2019? No, the fall competition to, to, to battle for supremacy. Oh, that's a tough one. 
that the thing that sort of blown me away about this uh, about this this last half of the year in particular was that you know we all sort of had a feeling that that Hamilton, as I have deciphered, you call Forge, oh. and Calgary, as I'm presuming you call Cavalry, uh, had a little bit of a head start in that in that they were both born out of out of organizations that were a going concern. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Edmonton, and Edmonton were sort of in a similar boat. They had their academies going. They hadn't had that first team in a little while. Um, And so it makes sense that they're back up there. And York was one of the teams that everyone sort of was looking at and going like, oh, this is a pretty good team. They've got some pretty good players. Um, And so there was always going to be a massive learning curve for a lot of these teams. And the teams that had a system in place and players with relationships were always going to have that little bit of a head start. And I've been pretty... I've been pretty impressed that that the second half of the year, despite having a, an insanely hectic schedule, that was just you know I'm just watching and writing about these games, and I'm pretty exhausted, so I have no idea how any of these people are getting up for for playing. But um, the fact that it's been a, a much tighter race this time around, and even even a team like Halifax, yeah, they're they're what ten points, eleven points off the off the pace with nine games remaining like in a league that's this tight granted you'd be surprised if if either calgary or hamilton were to drop that many points but i think it's still pretty wide open the the smart money if you're a betting person i suppose would have to be forged based on sort of how well they've done in recent weeks based on the fact that that calgary had the insanely busy month that they had where they played like eight games in 32 days or something stupid like that and that always catches up to you um, and then we get into the the two legged playoff final. So I think it would be fitting in some ways if those two teams are the ones that end up meeting there. They've been very much the the two most impressive sides. They've been the two most entertaining sides. They've been the two most accomplished sides this season. But mm-hmm. I'm just sort of I, I know we're not even done this year, and I'm just looking forward to next year because I think it's going to be a whole different ball game where everyone sort of starts. Right. right, James? Fuck! I just want a number. Um, where everybody starts. So I, more or less at a similar point we're we'll see we'll see what happens in the offseason we'll see we'll see if there are new teams or if there aren't new teams or or what happens yeah. but it'll be uh i don't know these these early days always go by too fast and you always wish that you were paying more attention to them but these will be uh fun days that we'll look back on and make fun of and, and laugh about but uh look back on fondly soon enough true um, Notice how I skillfully avoided making a real prediction. Yeah, no, no, you no. I, you haven't actually avoided it because I'm I'm going to press you on it. Who who who, who, who is going to win the fall competition? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Forge just because I've been very impressed with with the way that they have navigated both a, a difficult stretch in terms of. Throwing those CONCACAF games and all the travel was always going to be tough. And granted, I just said that that Calgary had a had a nightmare spell and they've sort of they limped out of it a little bit and they seem to have found their footing again when they scored those eight goals. But how sustainable that'll be? Now, granted, Forge has a lot of games to make up in the next little while, and so just answer the question. I think I think I said Forge. You did. Okay, right. good. Yeah. Moving on, Mark. Forge. Thank you. Um, See how that's true. But wait, how did you arrive at that <laughs> no. conclusion? I am very concerned no. about your thought process. Get your own podcast. Show your work. So show your work. It was a it was a cold spring morning <laughs> back in nineteen eighty seven when a certain no um uh, 
just tell me it, more. No, it's it's the patterns of it, right? Like like Hamilton has been a very consistent side, and and I can always rely on them on a goal, at least a goal. Yeah, and 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 that's whether they're playing great or whether they're playing poorly. So that being said, they're good for a goal, which means they're at some point in time going to get into the game, and. Much the same, much the same point that you made about the the academies, like that is to me the absolute reason why Calgary Hamilton are one and two, because they took exist existing ish sides and imported them into into an, a professional environment and then filled in the gaps whether whether it was from former players, older players, good pickups, whatever that was going to happen, um, and I mean. Hamilton hasn't had a really bad game, and I will even include the four-one when they were down, down in down in uh, Honduras. Uh, they haven't had a really no. They were in that game for large exactly. Like of they it. they yeah, haven't yeah. they haven't had a bad game. I can't. I don't know if Calgary has. I kind of feel like there might have been one like one of the hiccups that you were saying where they just lost one nil, lost two one, whatever. But. Um, no, Hamilton has just been the to me the the a benchmark of consistency, and it would be criminal if they didn't get to the final. And if there's a second part to that question as to who's going to win the whole thing, no, no, there isn't. Okay, then not I will, yet. Then I will save my 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 answer for that later. James, you somehow had one more thing to say. Well, to let's, add get, on your, to let's this. get your prediction in first, and then I'll make my my final point. What a peg. Okay, go on. <laughs> No, you know, as Valor, much as, yeah. as much as I would love I to say be. Pacific, because I really, other than the fact that Star whatever th- is this one, they're my they're, they're the team of my birth or whatever. But I I, I also I Wait, do really, what? Well, I'm, I'm from the West <laughs> Coast, know. but I really do enjoy what they're doing as a program, and I think it has been and they've been hard to watch a lot of time just because it took, it took them a while to gel but to see that much youth on display all the time and to see how well they're doing um and to see some of the you know the veterans come back and do well it, it was it's it's been they're really really neat to watch and um you know T- terrence campbell oh Come on. Took him a little while to get going, but since then, oh, oh yeah. Now, now that he's now that he's sort of whatever, whatever he's figured out, yeah. other teams beware. Just know that he's going to score against you. This is what's going to happen. Um, so I would love to say it, but I don't. They don't. They don't think they don't have enough in them this season to 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 bring that forward. So I, I'm 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 going with I'm going with Hamilton as well. I do think they win the fall competition, and whatever happens for the whole season, we'll talk about that on another show. So yes, James. Now that we've all picked Hamilton to win the fall competition, I was just going to say that I mean, I'm sick of saying fall competition. I think the de- the deciding Plus factor just rolls off the in this entire season has very much been sort of the team that has made the fewest mistakes has tended to win in these matches, and and your your hope for Pacific to get there is not entirely impossible. Like they're still within no, they're striking still within reach, striking distance. But it would take one of these teams that has been remarkably consistent throughout the year to, to really drop falter. Points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, in some ways, it's the nature of the modern game, and in some ways, it's the nature of of a bunch of players who are who are more sort of playing on adrenaline, perhaps, than they are on a on a clear, hard, and practiced game plan. That the person who makes the mistakes and the team that capitalizes on those mistakes is going to be the one that survives longest in this sort of situation. And so I just I just thought that was a nice sort of parallel for how this year's gone. Well, all right then. Was that short enough, or should I continue? No, that was excellent. Thank you. 
I went all, I went places. Wow. Today I went places. I'm you really did. I mean, I'm not a, a decade, but... Yeah, he's too young. I've got... I, guess, I don't know how to add to it, honestly. He says he acts like an old man. He's, he's actually a puppy. I'm not she actually said, that much younger than you guys. So it's like, You're like 10 years younger than us. We should be like 7 years younger than us. 6 years younger than me. I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. At least I my rough math of whatever number of things. <laughs> this went on longer than I wanted to. The, the music. Of, but every, well, For those that, of you who I, remember it. I wasn't a particularly cool kid. So rocking out to my Simpsons sing the blues in the late oh. 80s, early 90s. I want to put in uh, Look at All Those Idiots, which huh? is a great oh, song. That, that a was a particularly good novelty album. Yes, yeah. yes it, it was. should not have been that no. good. No. But considering the, the people behind it and, and An all that An office stuff. full of morons. <laughs> Foundry full of fools. <laughs> all right. Uh, to close the wonder? show, it's it's TFC talk time. Um, nothing talk. really. Talk. Talk. Um, talk. A little talk. Uh, congratulations to Nick DeLeon, Marky Delgado for making uh, the starting 11 oh. team of the week and for Pozuelo making the bench on the MLS team of the week. And Michael Bradley apparently still up for goal of the week honors. Well done. Good job. Huzzah. Two games to preview for this week for TFC. They uh, play Wednesday against the Pizza Rats and on Sunday against the Rapids. Never been able to come up with a good... Nickname for them? Crapids is too easy. Yeah, Crapids is slow hanging fruit. It's just, it feels too easy. Plague infest, I don't know. Yeah. The Colorado Plague. Foxes. Oh, Colorado Nobody Plague. Nobody remembers the foxes. No one remembers the foxes. Caribous, same thing. Anyway. Yeah, the caribous only came back because. They made fun of themselves with that thing. Yes, so that, which, was, which was which was hilarious. I'm still, I'm still surprised they didn't, like somebody didn't just go. Let's just make a batch. Because they would have sold, like, fucking oh. hotcakes. I, this brings up a good point. I really should ask Drew Moore if he happens to have one of those. Oh, my God. Room. Please ask Drew Moore that. Please ask Drew and Moore that. I had the that. perfect opportunity the other day. I was caught in a surprise rainstorm the other day. And uh, just as further proof that Drew Moore is the nicest human being in the world, he saw me miserably walking, getting drenched in the rain, and gave me a lift to the subway station. Oh, my gosh. So, True more. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. He's a sweetheart, but he may definitely have a caribou shirt in his closet. You have to so ask him. I will find out. I will find, find out. out when I come back in Hard eight months' time. Jerusalem. I will have that uh, <laughs> that sort of that that, that up to the minute yeah. in the moment. Answer. Drew, back in 1997, did you? Uh... <laughs> James stood in 18 rainstorms, hoping to get another <laughs> lift to the subway station, and then it happened. <laughs> Sabasa Endo gave him a lift to the subway station <laughs> where he asked him if, if he had heard anything about Drew wearing. <laughs> All right. Um, of Toronto's two games this week, the Pizza Rats match on Wednesday night is is the big one. Like, again, all of Toronto's remaining games are, are big oh, ones. Wait, but wait. Big According games. to Toronto FC, the most important game would be the next one. But yes, go on. 
This is the next one. I know. Anyway, they uh, Pizza Rats are on a four-game winning streak, uh, currently hold the top spot in the East, and yes, they beat New England uh, on the weekend, and actually they beat New England while down a man. Um, so uh, take that, Bruce Arena, whatever. Um, but don't be throwing shade at Bruce. He's a scary bad man. <laughs> I know. That's what everyone tells us. It's not like we're ever going to meet him. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this isn't happening. Yeah, like, he's really coming on our show. <laughs> Like he's never he's never been here. That'd be hilarious if we just threw out an invite and he did show up. Oh my it's like, god! And Tony's there, just like, <laughs> like with a big grin, like talk more. Like that's not how we talk, right? It's true. So why do you throw out invitations and, and things just happen? So I'd have I'd have to I'd have to work and finish my uh, my my rap parody song about Bruce Arena. Yes, you would because it's fucking magical. Every once in a while, I go back to work on it to see if I can. And every once in a while, I get to add two or three more lines. It's worth it. It's so fucking funny. I have a hard time reading it without it's laughing. Done. It's getting the instrumental track that seems to be really fucking hard. All right. Okay. I have to actually build that. Go on. All right. So, um, you know, and, and TFC and uh, Pizza Rats have a bit of an acrimonious uh, relationship in their in the short history yes, that yes. Uh, there have been City some Light games between them a few games yes, a few yes. contentious games um, and they of course are paying on playing on the tiny turf of historic Yankee Stadium the comedy which still is a travesty that oh, this is allowed it's so wrong and here, it's so wrong we're upset about Iron Front banners but that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Seriously, guys, pick some real fucking battles, will you, please? Make them get an actual stadium. Although, oh my God, sorry, quick, quick, quick diversion. The 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 Miami, the Inter Miami, the the land that their stadium is supposed to be on yeah. is like contaminated or something. Oh, spectacular! It's freaking hilarious. Like they might not actually be able to build the stadium there. Uh, so I guess they're gonna go back to Lockhart Stadium where the Fusion used to play. Oh, God. Like, it's so funny. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, the tiny turf of historic Yankee Stadium. And uh, who knows? But, as we talked about earlier, Vanny able to rest uh, Josie Altador heading into this, which is hugely important because they will absolutely need him. Um, hopefully, getting Nick DeLeon off the pitch early. Chris Mavinga possibly back. Possibly. We that didn't would really be... get a fulsome explanation of what went on there. But it sounded like some tooth sort again? Of, no, it sounded like some sort of an ankle thing, but... Okay, that's that's I that's heard never that from good. Somewhere, but I'm okay, not for sure. those of you who didn't pay for the podcast video podcast this week, so Kristen said a tooth thing. James is actually pointing at his jaw while says, saying I ankle. Think it's his ankle. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't know if it was just coincidence <laughs> or you don't know where an ankle is. Either way, worth it. No, the jawbone's connected to the ankle bone. Oh, Isn't that how it works? Uh, yeah, no, right. I, I think it was. Uh, I can't remember where I heard it now, but. It, it makes a certain amount of sense that if you know you have a Saturday game against the worst team in the league who's already eliminated and missing all of their players, and then you have a Wednesday game against the best team in the league who is not missing all of their players, it makes a certain amount of sense to save your best defender who might be a little bit iffy for yeah, no, second no, no. game. I, I, so, I'm not yeah. complaining about... And we know he was in Cincinnati as well. Yes. And then they did travel straight from Cincinnati to New York. Exactly. So, so um, they're not... You know, no, no, no travel fatigue. Um, lots of time to not even Jersey fatigue this time. No, thank the heavens. Um, so yeah, this should be. You're talking about New Jersey, right? Yes. Because yes. the other type of fatigue is my type of fatigue. 
well like as long about, as it's not actually yeah. fatigue no but like because that's a whole other issue no, but like jerseys, that's for sunday like talk about jerseys um but that's just that's my thing i don't know if you guys knew that go on no we Wait, never noticed that at all yeah it's it's, it's, it's long, long story yeah it was a so it was a cold spring morning back it's in 1987. 1987. Yes, you, you heard this? Only the first part. Oh, okay, I'll t- I'll tell you after yeah. uh, off, off, uh, offline. Um. So yeah. So as I said, uh, Peace Rats are in first, and um, you know they're 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 quietly a very good team. It was um, a very strange season for them. Oh, bizarre season yeah. for them. Um. But this last month or so and again and it has been not enough people it's a slow build but they they always had tons of games in hand yeah so and they, no they still they have doing, they still have a game in hand yeah. over over there was most a point teams. where they had like four i know it was crazy so it was like how do you even fit this team into the standing like how do you account for them? them how do you factor them but in? not enough i don't think not enough i don't think not enough people are paying attention to them or even really noticed suddenly yeah. it was just so out of nowhere it was like oh yeah well they've always sort of been like fourth or fifth and now they're like no no like they're top of the league. They are um having a laugh. Yes, they are having a laugh. They are with the exception of uh the AU guys, they are the best defensive team in the East. Um and one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um with only Zombie Shivas and uh Real Salt Lake really even accounting for that, but they also score a lot of goals. Yeah, but Real Salt Lake cheese, they got Nick Romando. I know. He's Not for much longer. Yeah, they're fucked after he leaves. Exactly. Wow. What playoffs? Again, that team will be interesting next year as well. Um, But, you know, there's a lot. You know, they've only lost one game at home. And they've won. They're they're 9-1-4 at Yankee Stadium, which is a pretty sparkly home record. And, you know, they are annoyingly good and as 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 they often can be and and they're but they're a different sort of kind of good right now the only sort of one of the positive notes not for the player himself but their best scorer is injured and is probably out for the rest of the season if not most of the rest of the season so a bear is not he's not going to be available on uh, wednesday which is good correctly he hadn't he had just arrived but wasn't able to play when tfc met yeah. Them way back Again, in March. yeah. He scored 14 goals since then. Mm. He's annoyingly talented. That's 20 games. Um, Not quite Jonathan Osorio type season. But no, no, but close. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. give him, give him, give him. You know, he's new to the league. Good attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good quick adjustment. Good turnaround time. Um, but they still have, you know, Matrita, Maxi Morales, um, this Castellanos guy who I don't pay nearly enough attention to, but apparently should. What, um, the 10 goals didn't give it away? That he yeah, I know, I know. I don't know why I'm not paying attention Nine to that. Nine of those were against FC Cincinnati. That's why, <laughs> that's why you're not aware of it. It's fair. Um, not so, hitting FC Cincinnati. I'm just, they have an E next to their name. You know, this won't be, this won't be an easy match. And it is, it, is, it is good that, you know, important players were rested heading into it. It's, it's... It makes me nervous this match. Although so was playing Colorado, which is ridiculous. But TFC have trouble with Colorado. It's the most ridiculous thing ever, but it's true. Yeah, aren't we New York City's boogeyman team? Yeah. And now yeah, then then we play our boogeyman team. Yeah. I know. Well, but emotional roller coaster for everyone, huh? Huh? <laughs> so like three points like, and tons Yeah, of like teams. it was a four nil it was a four nil trouncing at the end of March, yeah, but you could argue that was TFC's best performance of the year. It was, and that was yeah. back you know, beginning of the season was when TFC kinda still they looked good. They was like it's like, oh, okay. You know. Normalcy has been restored. 
Um, but I don't know. This game makes me nervous. Um, but they all do. As well as should. But but this is the time of year where Fisher Cup bait. Well, this is going to sound terribly cheesy of me, but every game is this important, you know? No, but um, for uh, well, for every team, but for Toronto, certainly it is if they want to. Well, and this get a home game is a team that, granted, they lost their way for a good portion of the season, or or maybe they've sort of been. They were sort of building the car as they were driving it this season. If you if yeah. you forgive the sort of sloppy sloppy analogy of of, and that's that's one of the things about MLS is that you don't have to have a pristine car at the start of the season. You just have to get it to the postseason and have it humming over. Then I'm going too deep with this. You really are. Are you from Seattle or something? Like what's going on here? No, I don't even drive, so I don't know where this car thing is coming from. But uh, basically. Toronto has got themselves in a position where it doesn't matter what happened before. If they work their way into the playoffs, then they've earned the right to be there, and and this is a great time to sort of be figuring yourself out. As I said before, I don't think we necessarily know what that best version of themselves mm-hmm. is, which is another Greg Vanneyism that that seems to have seeped its way into my brain. But uh, if they can. If they can take what they've been doing the past couple of weeks and go into a, ta- a challenge like this against a team that that is clearly one of the best teams in in the East, if not the if not the league in whole, then you know maybe maybe this team is for real. I'm I'm still sort of looking at the last eighteen months and trying to put everything into the context of what's what, what's real, and and where is this team going from here? But I don't know if you talk to the if you talk to the team if you if you listen to what they're saying. Um, they're pretty bullish about about what they can do and what they want to do this year. When uh, when they finally got over the red line a couple of weeks ago, Michael Bradley was asked, to, you know, how that felt to the team or, or something. That was whenever all the players were like, "We love Greg. Greg's the best thing ever." Um, no, that was that was, was that was a that the week weeks, before. It was a couple weeks after that. I think oh, okay. when they finally got over the red line, Michael was like, "No, nobody here is aiming to make the playoffs. That's that's not what our goal is. We're not going to celebrate oh, making you, the playoffs." Oh, I remember that, and I, and I was glad to hear that. And you hope that's what they say. You hope that's what they feel and think. But it's it's one thing is saying it and feeling it and thinking it, and the other one is believing it. And like I've been around this team long enough that I sort of I don't want to say that I. Ooh. No, I don't. I don't mean it like that. But there are times where, where the earnesty with which things things are said uh, stand out a little bit. And there was something particularly serious about that 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 I thought was worth watching as we go into this last month of the season. All right. Well, player player to watch then. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Maxi Morales. Um. It's. I mean, he's got seven goals, but he's obviously the machine that, the engine that drives this, drives this. It's like nice and BMW. It seems like. I don't know if this is where your car metaphor was going, but I'm trying to. I totally. Trying to, I'm trying I totally to angle my way into it. Just for you, man. You didn't. I don't, James. You do so much for us, and I would <laughs> hate for this to be, the this, the this an unnecessary extra, for 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 me and for us. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, his, his, his numbers ain't lying. Um, and uh, you know, if if you can if you can somehow shut his production down uh, on the tiny turf, you, I think I think you've got a, a fighting chance of coming out there with all the points. 
Yeah, Morales is he's he's and and he does mean things to Toronto too. So, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Matricha. I'm saying his name wrong. Matricha. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, him. Um, he is he is very very talented and scores some really lovely goals that don't seem like you should be able to score them. So. Yeah, he scored some nasty goals. Yeah. When did so. MLS's website um, give up on doing the pronunciation guides? Uh, this season, it's been driving me nuts. Bastards. Sometimes the the clubs will have them in their game I'm notes. Not Toronto FC anymore. Uh, the game notes. Oh, I don't know about game notes, but anyway. Hey, hey, anyways, anyways, it's not. So who's, who's This your, is an off-air conversation. Yeah. Who's your player uh, to watch? I'm gonna throw it two. I'm gonna throw two. Two. Because uh, that's how I roll. You, you know this. God damn it. Well, he is um, he is replacing two guys right now. Alexander James. Ring. Yes. I think I think he is a real unsung hero for this team in terms of being a real driving force in the middle of that park. Would you say and, he's engaging? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a diamond. Let's just call him a diamond. In a diamond or oh. uh and then uh He's a promise you can count on. And then uh Tinnerholm too, the fullback. He's a he's a feisty piece of work and I, I think Given the way TFC like to use those wide areas and, and the way that the dominance of the middle of this tiny pitch, well, tiny pitch is its own player almost. But yeah, it but really is. Yeah. Basically, those are the two parts of the field where I see, I see the winner of this game will come. Well, who who can make the most of that smaller middle of the pitch and who sort of finds joy in the wide areas will will be uh well wide areas in quotation yes, marks. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yes. All right. Predictions then. I'm going 1-1. One, one. I'm going 2-0 Toronto. Woof. Yeah. All right, you. I, I believe in the boogeyman team. Okay. And, and I think I think even if there are not enough players to be around to have been victimized by it, um, there's also still enough players who are there who have been right. victimized by it. I'm going to go 4-4. Four, four. Jesus Christ. He's filling in for Duncan on this particular <laughs> prediction. These teams have had some tilts. Oh no, they years. have. I have. We've 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 watched most and, of them and, and been there granted, for a long you know, time. David Villa and Sebastian Jovinko aren't here anymore. But absolute slap fest. Wow. But I, I could see this one being. Are a you trying bit to open. cost Quentin Westbrook his job? Like, do you hate Q? What's happening here? Well, as you, as you know, no goal is any one player's fault. So <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! Perfect circle, right back to the beginning. Wait, setting up narratives. All right, an impressive playoff re-encounter between these two, which would be delightful. Um, so the uh, second last home match of the season for TFC comes this Sunday against one of the worst teams in the league. But as I mentioned, the team that Toronto has struggled against, regardless of their form, which is annoying as all get out. So when Colorado are bad. I don't know if Toronto just let their guard down. Well, this just one's like, in Toronto, at least. Going to Dix has always been a no, no, nightmare. no, 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 no. We've we've watched them do bad things in Toronto too. Two years ago, we watched that. Yeah, that was cold. Yeah, that was cold. It's cold. It was unpleasant. Yeah, they as bad. was the result. It was cold. It was not good. It was unhappy. Wait, two years ago? We're almost a year and a half ago. A year and nine months ago. A year and six months ago. Beginning beginning of twenty eighteen. It's a cold that spring was in morning. Colorado. No, 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 no. It was it was CCL. No, it was in Col- oh, CCL. It was here. The where they got to the final, and it turns out they were the biggest pain in our ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. 
Martin, you can correct us or or James as as the thing goes on. I distinctly <sighs> remember that game was played in Colorado. It was two legs. No, the MLS season. What a, I'm very confused. Okay, we're talking about CCL, right? I'm talking about CCL. Okay. Yeah, TFC beat. They Colorado beat them there, season? and then yeah. they came back here and got a draw. And got a terrible draw in the Bowling fucking cold. Bowling shoe, ugly draw. Yeah, why is that the worst thing ever? Because they should have fucking Because it's Colorado. Colorado. They're terrible. Colorado got in for, like, the shittiest excuse I thought you guys were referring ever. to, like, the game last year where, oh, where TFC oh, oh. played the kids. And oh, my God. And and well, no, no. The worst, no, the worst kids game last year was the Houston match, although the Colorado one was very bad, too. Yeah, but, I mean, like, there is a history against Colorado of not being great, but the nil-nil is hardly the worst of it. Right. What did this game do to hurt you? Do you know that you you are up down. in the press box, all cozy and warm, <laughs> with your hot chocolate in your blanket? He went down to Azteca and beat them. Exactly. But struggled against the Colorado fucking Rapids. It is funny what some fans latch onto as sort of like the thorn in their paw. You know? Oh, is this carrot worthy? I don't think so either. I'm just warming yeah. up. I'm making I sure I have some. Like. You haven't since said when, anything since, that since would when be considered. Do you start like, judging my carrot throwing? He brought treats. Desserts. It's true. It's true. He did. All right. Um, so this game is on Sunday. And his hat business. I don't, don't care about his hat business. business. Hasn't even had the chance to fail. Don't be the work on one soccer's popularity with your stuff. Okay. So I do callbacks too. This game, um, Saturday afternoon, and you know, if you are. If you are a CamPL fan, you've got some choices to make because both of the GTA teams have home matches this Sunday. Uh, the Handies play at one, and York the, plays win. The Jimmies play at three thirty. Uh, why can't they separate them further? And TFC <laughs> are at like go to both. TFC are at four, five, five. five. So <sighs> really, you can't do all three, um, realistically. But uh, some people will make the choice to just not go to TFC. Just putting that out there. Um, and then, if, and then if you're choice made. Well, and then for me, my choice is made because it's the military appreciation night. And if you know me, and you do, and you listen to me, and you know my opinion on this, and you read what I wrote about it several years ago, and all those things, and I just, I also think these nights are hilarious. Uh, given the current, this is the soon to be the most important game of the season. It's true, you know, and I'm bad, bad fan. Um, By like what nine thirty ish come Wednesday? Yeah, it's gonna be the most important because game. Uh, I, I, watch, I don't want to see my team wearing camouflage kits as they warm up because that makes me a bad fan and that supports so many people when they do that. Um, but it's not political. Oh wait, it's an okay kind of political. Anyway. Um, there's no point in arguing about this. James and I could argue for three hours about Sometimes this. We're not going to. I have to. no opinion. Sometimes she <laughs> says it's her show. I just want you to know that. Um, but I don't go to this game, so I won't be there. No, you don't. You do not go. To I've this never game. gone to this game, not since its inception, because they didn't always have this game. They did not. No, they no. didn't. No, about eight years ago. No. Do they still do the ethnic nights, the heritage nights? No, they stopped that two yeah, years ago. The yeah, there was like one or two random ass ones. Yeah, Are the flags and then they did the Scottish one, and then it was kind of cringy. Oh, the turf one was no, awful. No, they, they got, took the flags down. They right? took it because that's where they put the banners, the championship banners up. I know, I know, but I kind of enjoyed the flags. I liked like the flags too. Cool. As that's, a vexillologist, I fucking adore flags. Yes, yeah. and, and that's and that's how we welcome kn- to flag talk. 
Oh. Well, because we would, but we would check to make sure that they had flags for everybody that was representing. And yeah. when they didn't, we were like, uh, oh. "What's happening?" Exactly, what's happening? <laughs> uh, Tony and I almost started writing a very angry email when they had the Swiss flag up. Yes. Uh, until we realized that the Swiss flag can either be a one by one or, dimension or a three by two dimension. Uh, officially, it was, it was pretty funny. We they, knew they it were, both as the square one, angry. and it's just anyway. I've never seen such flag oh, ire Jesus. in my life. I, we were out, we were, was, I was outraged. It was, and then it, when, was, it was kind of magical, I remember, actually. I can't remember if Tony pointed out to me or I pointed out to Tony. But either way, by the time it was all said and done, we were like, what the fuck, you lazy humps? Like, just rage. Flag rage. It's real. Just anyway, oh, I wonder if there'll be a fly. Of course there'll be a flyover this year. Why do I even ask? Hope it scares everyone. <sighs> I so the one that scared out of me. So, so mad. Stupid. Anyway. It's so stupid. It's dumb. So. Uh, uh, player to watch. Thank you. For Colorado? Yes. Anyone? Um, does everyone have Kai Kamara? Because I have Kai Kamara. I just have Robin Frazier. He's not actually a player, but that's what I'm most curious about. He yeah, was I, a player, though. He, he was. was. He was very good he player. Was, he would jump into training these days still when TFC needed an extra center back. Shocking um, how that how that works out. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I mean, this is this is the return of... The return of Robin. The return of Robin. I've got I've got Kai as well, but I'm also uh, keeping keeping an eyeball out on Betty Fellhaber. I feel like he's just oh, I keep forgetting he's there now. Yeah, it's so weird. He, he, yeah, but he's a player you also keep forgetting so about weird. until he does something. He's just that's his that's his career. If they have an MLS Hall of Fame, his introduction is going to be Betty Fellhaber, everyone, and that'll be it because nobody's going to remember the shit he did. So, I totally totally. So yeah, I just it's just he's just one of those names like oh forgot about him. you again yeah. yeah i just i yeah. just forget that he's there i totally do yeah. um, i bet his parents forget he's there too but no it is Let's interesting because robin frazier you know not long away from being tfc assistant coach he knows he knows the mind of his i'm very curious if there was a uh, non-compete clause that was signed as he left or not oh whether or not he'll that, be behind the bench for this one does that work for coaches i suppose it could that was probably a bad time to bite a carrot and nope. make it seem more. No, but that's, but that's but that's that's, that's an interesting point. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. Whether I meant it more as a joke, like did he have to sign an NDA? And <laughs> reveal any of Toronto's secrets? I'm to pretty sure club? that that might not be allowed. I don't know actually. Um, yeah. Well, they they do have a bad rap these days, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just think it'll be fascinating to see a guy who was who was so integral to the vision that. TFC have been putting out there for these last three or four years and granted he's only been at Colorado for a couple of weeks but they've gotten some solid results in that time I don't know yeah. how much you can read into the Seattle result on the weekend seeing as Seattle was missing right they were basically oh, one like like away like from, from calling up Rick Titus yeah there. basically yeah they're missing like literally like what like six starters or something I think they were missing 12 or 13 players on international like it was crazy injury madness Sorry, you're talking about when Rick Titus played that one game? Oh no, God, this was, was Seattle really on the magical. weekend against Colorado. Oh, sorry. Oh! So they were great. missing that many players because of the international break and injuries. Honestly, in this league, I would never. I would try to avoid signing an international player. Just As because, the, you, you're gonna, because they're never going to work the schedule around you and you're going to lose them. Yeah. So just That is one of the risks that you take. Like, uh, like when Javinko got so good and he got called up to Italy, he's like... I just meant that he got off the plane a couple hours before the game like, and... I thought the whole reason why he came over here, we suckered him to come over here, was that he was never going to get a sniff again. 
Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just looking at Benny Fellhaber in early life. This is... Fascinating, man. Yeah. Uh, born in Rio. His... Uh, raised, uh, uh, he was and was raised in his father's uh, Jewish religion. His paternal grandfather emigrated from Vienna to Brazil in '38 to escape the Nazi regime. Interesting. Okay, like I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I never hated the guy. He's just really, really good. But huh. now I kind of like the shit of the guy. It's like, damn it. Hmm. Hummus. Oh. Sorry, um, but no, that's that's that's. that's <laughs> anyway, sorry. Just I had I, I only went here because like who the fuck did he play for? It? Early life? What? No, I knew he was born in Brazil. Like in the back of my mind, I knew about that, but I had no idea about that other stuff. Yeah, no, his family emigrated to uh, the United States when he was six. I know he's always been one of those guys that the talk has been like just exquisitely skilled, but. For some reason, seems to get passed over a lot. Yeah, a lot of things, and and not deem like Graham Zusi and Matt Beasley have been in Kansas City forever. Why was Failhaber not as vital? And to me, he always seemed to be a really yeah. vital yeah. role, and that's why that's why I t- actually totally forgot that this was a thing. Now, 180 and- game, 180 appearances for Kansas City, uh, wow. 33 goals. He's got 44 caps. Yeah, yeah. like holy like, shit! Like he's a solid. But he's also played for like. 10 MLS teams or something like that. Uh, it's only five. He's not Hunter Freeman, you know. Yeah, it's five. But I see your point. He also played for our don't house choke. in the middle of the street. Oh, do, uh, 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 Oduro? No, he played. For, oh, what are you, wait, what are you doing? I don't know. I said Hunter Freeman. He's doing things with his head. So I had to talk about, he had to be talking about Oduro. Pizza hair. Yeah, Pizza Oduro. Hair. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, so, Sorry yeah, but that. I think... Yeah, Robin Fraser will be interesting sort of like tactical matchup between, you know, you know, himself and his former boss or coworker or whatever. Um, but Kai Kamara, who is Kai Kamara. I think they would prefer we, partner. We, partners. We, full Kai. We we love Kai Kamara. I know. Yeah. I, like he's it's he's such a troll. I will um, tell you guys but Kai, Kai Kamara story? story? Is there a Kai Kamara story? Oh, everybody, us. shut the hell up. Shh. Martin, stop walking. Find a bench. Sit down. This has got to be good. Go ahead. All right. So the year was... Uh, 1987? No, no. It was... Uh, okay. I think it was 2015, maybe? Okay. What year did Jovinko win the MVP? And the Golden Boot. Was that 2015? It must have been 2015. The first season he was here, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. So him and Kai Kamara oh, we're, we're, are going toe to toe for yeah. the Golden Boot. TFC plays. Uh, oh, where the hell was Kai playing that year? Columbus must have been Columbus, right? Yeah. On the second last day of the season, Kamara is trailing Jovinko by a goal, or maybe they're tied. There was something where it was, it was very, very much close. in play. Yes. Kamara comes to BMO Field. I think they both scored a goal, or Jovinko scored two, and he scored one, or something like that. And then Kamara gets a yellow card in like the 87th minute, which means he will be suspended for the final match of the season. Yes. That's right. I remember this And now. he had significantly fewer assists than Jovinko, yeah, so he needed to score more goals. Oh, and then he knew he would not be playing. And I had to go into the Columbus dressing room after that match and talk to him about it. And let's just say that... that uh, How did that go, James? It actually went surprisingly well after the first, like, being afraid to go bother him because he looked so utterly dejected and angry about the because it was also a very bogus yellow card sure. if I recall correctly yeah I, I don't think those, it was it was one of those like 
No, ref, you did not just give me this yellow card that's going to ruin perhaps my career season here. Um, but I remember I had to go ask him some terribly inane questions about something very much not important compared to, to what was just going on. And it was, uh, I think that might have been my first year sort of doing this stuff as well. And it was, uh, it was interesting. But, it, you know, once he, once he got through the fact that, yeah, this is part of the gig and I have to, I have to do this, he, he sort of came to life a little bit. It was just the initial approach was sort of like, oh, I don't know that this guy really wants to talk to me about how much of this sucks right now. All yep. right, let's go. Let's talk yeah, to him about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my Kai Kamara story. All right, awesome. Good guy, though. Yeah. And and the the D-Row testimony, which is one of Mark and Mai's favorite oh, yes. memories. <sighs> Um, because yeah. he was great, and so we and so we and we were and we were chanting for him, and he acknowledged us, and that just yeah, we like got props. we got props for that. And when he subbed himself on, still my favorite. Oh thing my god, ever. that was the funniest that was thing the ever. Best thing ever. Ref, or no, he no, got no, no. pulled down in the box, and he's like, "Come on, ref!" And he just puts a smile on and runs away, like, "Oh, come on, man!" Oh, that's exactly what I want out of those games. Just like. Some silly shit hazard. Yeah, like, yeah, no, this. and I, I, I am a big fan of Kai's. Always have been. So, but he also, regardless of where he plays, he's, he's a he's, dangerous man. He's yeah. dangerous, dangerous player, and you know, because he doesn't necessarily always go, you know, like Colorado. Yeah. Depending on how you look at what was happening with that team, may or may not have been like a, a happy choice to go there. Um, and again, you know, the, the, the trajectory for the Rapids has been really bizarre the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Kai always, I always, I sort of view him for the most part as a pretty professional player, but also one who wants to, he wants to showcase Kai. And that's he not, a, he is a striker. He's I mean, a striker, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's who he is, you know, and that's, that's, that's who they are. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's not that he doesn't support his teammates, but Kai likes to do good things for Kai. So. It's it's always a worry. Mm. All right, uh, score predictions, and then we should close this show. Oh my god! You don't want to know. Oh, I already know. Three uh, one Colorado. Whoa! Yeah, I think uh, I think they're gonna. I think Toronto will score first, and then Kai time. I'd say one nil TFC because uh, that's a defensive coach's favorite scoreline. And so I think having Greg and Robin square off, one of them is going to get a one nil over the other. I actually said two nil, but I'm starting to question my. I'll go with it because that's what I wrote down. So I'm gonna. I'll stick for with for who? For who? Oh, for Toronto. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be positive about Thought you this. You were dreading another nil nil. I am, Dino but Field. I was. I was. I was dreading them playing uh, Cincinnati on the weekend because that's again traditionally a time when they let their guard down and fuck up. So when was the last time? Canadian soccer fans in the Toronto area enjoyed 11 goals in one game um, in one day. Never. What's, wait a minute. I got something in my pocket. What's this? Oh, it's a goal. Oh, you found another one. <laughs> everywhere. They are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Everybody thinks it's just a bit we do at the beginning of the show. It's this not. one's legit. Like, seriously, he just pulled it out of his pocket. You have no idea. All right. <laughs> I apologize. Um, for those of you that back. are that have made it to the end of the podcast, uh, we, it's probably taken you like... Sorry. Six segments of listening to this on your commute and stuff, so, but so I um, highly recommend looking at, listening to your podcast at, at double speed or one and a half <laughs> if you can't do the whole double speed thing. Because yeah, this is a long one, um, and there was only three of us. Imagine if there had been more of us. I don't want to go long. I don't. Yeah. Want, I don't want to imagine. It's over two hours. Anyway, um, 
that has been our show. I like to think it was worth it, though. I like to think we all learned a little something. I grew a something up. There, 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 was, there was some quality. Definitely yeah, I think it was good. Um, all right. Join us next week when we look back at, dear gods, a lot of matches. Um, hopefully some victories. Uh, and uh, see what else is happening in Nations League and KMPL. Uh, of course, with TFC and the men's national team. And uh, anything else that's happening in the world of football. Oh, dear I forgot gods. to tell you guys about TFC, too. No. I'm cutting this mic. Yeah, let's seriously. Just, just done. It, done. Keep it. Keep All right. It um, we have been joined by uh, at. Oh, my God. How do you. What's, it's G R A W S E, right? G R A W S E. Yes. On the Twitters. Uh, at Gentleman Jimmy Grossi. Uh, our super sub uh, off the am bench. I, am I actually cut off of no, the mic here? No, oh, okay. no, no, no. You're good. Um, so thank you for joining us. Nah, it's my pleasure, as always. Uh, to my right, as per usual, uh, I could never mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Uh, uh, thank you. It's been his pleasure, as usual. <laughs> and as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. And uh, thank you. Shout out to Bobby Brizzo for the Wayne's World uh, throwback at uh, the Canada Match. That, that was that magical. Was, that was spectacular. Seriously. That was fucking amazing. Shelf. Fucking amazing, Brizzo. Love it. Bobby Oh, yeah. Really so is his life, really. So just fly he might as well flaunt it. You should fly him around for all the games. Sit front row.